Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And yes, indeed, we have a lot of friends. Now, folks, we are still expecting two other people to join us. And I think what's going to wind up happening is we have a loaded panel. So I might change the view and we just you'll just see our beautiful faces and not so much the gameplay because obviously... It's gonna. We have seven people on the panel, and uh, everyone is uh, is jazzed to be here to talk about two monster topics. One of which includes good guy and Microsoft representative uh, Aaron Greenberg, who was dragged through the mud this weekend for simply retweeting a VG charts post where he was simply, uh, you know, congratulating and saying a thank you to the Xbox fans who have made the Xbox series consoles, the most popular. In Disgusting. To, yeah, how, yeah, absolutely. How dare you? Yeah, no, how dare you? I know he's, he's only a marketing guy and how dare he, you know, want to let everyone know that they are leaps and bounds higher I, I and better be than the better. xbox 360 was uh many 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 years ago um and of course we're going to get into whether or not god of war is actually coming out this year uh you know obviously we saw something from Corey uh cory barlog where he didn't give a specific uh he didn't even talk about the, the release date he basically asked for patience as they're currently working hard to finish the game and then on Twitter, the art director basically said in a tweet answering a fan that uh, God of War is releasing this year. Um, I, th I have some theories as to why I think that that was a preemptive uh, response. I think that we'll be looking back at that tweet. Um, and, you know, again, no one's laughing because I'm going to buy God of War the day it comes out. I just think that, you know, if you look at what happened to Horizon Forbidden West... It was curb stomped by uh, a little known game by uh, by the name of Elden Scrolls. I said Elden. That's the Elden Scrolls. Elden Ring, one of my favorite games of the year, and it's a good shot. That, listen, no one's taken away. Uh, God of War twenty eighteen was phenomenal, but do you put that up against Starfield? Man, I I personally don't think you should, but we will get into that. But first, folks. Um, as the news has been circulating, uh, Elon Musk has purchased Twitter, but that's not the only thing that he has uh, purchased. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I was late to the uh, late to the start of the show. I'm just in here to inform you that Elon Musk has reached out to Double Barrel Gaming and he has purchased Double Barrel Gaming for $16 billion. So I'm going to be rolling high for the next couple of years. Let's just say that. No, all jokes aside, Elon Musk got what he wanted, $44 billion for Twitter. Go figure. Man, You when you have that kind of money, I guess no one can tell you no. No, he already acquired Everborn and I anyway, so it's all good. So, all right, so we're all, we're all being acquired. This is good. I'm right? holding good. tight for at least 20. The, the dude dropped half of that money in cash. How ridiculous is that? It, it, it has it $22 billion I, okay, in cash. You know, so, so I, <laughs> what I, the? Here, here's the thing. Okay, just all jokes aside, with the Elon thing, and I say this as a proud Tesla owner, Tesla game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is, you know, a lot of things – like, Twitter literally gave us a president, right? <laughs> it's, 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 
as much as we say it's not a real place and it's not, it is where a lot of conversation is happening. And it is how people sort of gain platforms. And, and like the idea that it is privately owned by a tech billionaire, is that a good thing? Yes, and I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting you right off, Everborn. Let me tell you why. The one thing about Ever, uh, thing, a lot of people come out and they say about uh, Elon Musk, they're like, yeah, you're just, you're just uh, celebrating a billionaire who doesn't give a crap about you and this and that and the other thing. Here's the only difference with somebody like him. So far, okay, maybe there's nefarious something behind the scenes. Who the hell knows? Maybe he's the real Dr. Evil. We just don't know it yet. <laughs> maybe he's the emperor from Star Wars, hasn't shown up yet, and then one day he's going to pull off the mask and be like, <laughs> But for now, the one thing about him is that he is a visionary about trying to put the human, the, like the civilization, human civilization, moving us forward into a better space, taking away gasoline and fossil fuels and all that kind of stuff and going electric, doing Just all these kind humanity. of things. And the, the chips that he wants to do as well. Like, my God, the, 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 the brain, brain chip stuff. Uh, space exploration, because we're destroying this planet. So, you know, eventually we're going to have to go Starfleet on everybody's ass and get and move to Pluto. Okay. These are all the, he's a visionary and he's trying to move things forward in a positive direction, whether you agree with me or not. I think that this Twitter thing is going to be a whole different situation. And by the way, one thing I could tell you is that it's going to, once they remove all the bots and everything from Twitter, Randall Thor is going to have four followers. That's right, Rand. Oh, I hope boy. you're listening. I, I, so, so, Rand. Okay. so, um, and again, I think you're you're uh, a year one Tesla owner, right? Uh, I'm a year one Tesla owner. Yeah. That that's where I was year one, in 2019. That's where I was on Elon. You're year still one. there, Everborn. You still said it was the greatest thing you've ever built. It still is greatest. <laughs> one of the greatest purchases I've ever made. I would only put it behind my current home because it's a cash cow. Now, um, that being said, it it is just that like. Um, Elon is a, or at least as of late, has presented himself to be more of a libertarian and, like, theoretically, you know, libertarian, great. But, like, in practice, every libertarian I've ever met is an asshole, right? <laughs> um, so the thing That's is, do, do we really want, and, and, and by the way, and I think Kayasante, maybe you can speak to this, maybe you can't. You know how Elon Musk's family got their money? Go ahead. Anybody? Man. Nope. Uh, they, mm -hmm. they, they got it from diamond mines. Good mm -hmm. diamonds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yep. they wrestled that away from the people who really owned it. But that's neither here nor there. That's his That's his dad's money. His money comes from PayPal, things like that. This is not yeah. an indictment on Elon. What I'm saying is, I not that Twitter wasn't a hellscape anyway, so like, mm -hmm. could it get worse from here? Um, and, and again, I am a fan of everything Elon does in the technology space, and I hope he can make it better. But it is just... The I, I I look I do look at Twitter as like uh, uh, the public square and the idea that the, the public square is owned by a private citizen is is a little I don't and, know and I, I hate to say thing. it but I have to agree with this man usually us being on the same side of any issue is problematic look at this <laughs> I completely agree with this man one hundred percent so that should tell you something there's nothing more to be said. One, although, and, and I also agree with him, as in, 
uh, uh, by and large, uh, Elon, although he's completely in his, uh, in his, uh, what do you call it, Tony Stark bag, you know, by and large, he likes to, he likes to do things in the public good, but still the idea of one individual owning all that, the, the, basically the public square, basically, yeah, and, and, and is a very the, difficult thing to, a very difficult th- This is the swallow. thing, and it's, it's not about Elon. What it's about anybody, yeah. Yes, any one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, controlling a something as important, I think, as as Twitter. Again, still not a real place, but it is where things get yeah, discussed. Yeah, well, it's either that or a corporation that really doesn't give a shit about you and uses the algorithm in order to push whatever narrative they want. It's wow. the same thing. Yeah. yeah, in the short term, you know you're going to get an edit button. How, hey, how many, look at that. I like the edit button. Off no. I just want a red bird. That's all I want. Change and then six months later, that misinformation <laughs> turned out to be true. Uh, like They can twist the narrative and the spin however they want. Dave Chappelle said it best. This is the world of spin, and he feels sorry for the young generation, right? When that yeah. Hunter Biden stuff, when people posted about him, and uh oh, uh oh, see they got information. They got, they got him. Short six months. They got him. Nope. He's back. He's back. He's back. Yeah. Nope. They haven't shut him down. Go ahead. Keep, keep talking. Keep, keep, keep talking, brother. If they're, if they're no, no, at no, your household, wink twice, and we will send help. Yeah. And what did they do? They kicked people off of Twitter for misinformation. Six months later, it turned out to be true. Yeah. Did those people get put back on Twitter? Like that's the stuff I don't like. Mm. And he mentioned that, by the way. By the way, mm-hmm. he mentioned. He's that. talked about it. Yeah, he's talked about that specific incident. He's talked about free speech, and this is the problem that I've got as well. Is there is, of course, you've got free speech, but there's so so much thing is is free speech and then extremism. Well, so yeah, there's the, responsibility the, with that. You can't. There can't be hate on top of that. Like free speech doesn't mean yeah, you, you're not going to be able to spread hate or uh, in whatever but, reason, religion, but, but race, is, but politics. I, I, I don't know that Elon agrees with that. I think Elon, as at least the way he speaks, is that. Even that kind of speech should be discussed. Yeah, that's the problem. Right? And 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 it, 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 it be, okay. Look, the idea that um, so many assholes are celebrating this gives me pause. Right? There are so many of these like hardcore right wing dudes that's like, yeah, this is great. He's gonna let us come back and spread the bullshit we were spreading before. I guarantee you guarantee you there is going to be and again this is a discussion to be had right it is is sunlight the best disinfectant mean meaning let let idiots and assholes expose themselves and then smart people or whatever will know not to you know mess with them so you shouldn't you shouldn't stop people from saying any kind of anything right but but are are we going to go to a place where people could spread hate speech and no, the idea is just the funniest, that, the funniest thing I, is, I don't is think he's still he's still, I mean, I don't think so either, he'll no. still be bound by the rules of of exactly. um, national communications board um, and regulators so even if he thinks that he can do x y and z with the platform mm. if they deem that he's not doing things correctly it will be stopped yeah <laughs> there yeah. is a social responsibility involved as well like i yeah. mean it's not being talked about because those, you know, that that's kind of a bit of a tightrope, but I guarantee it's not going to be what you know, it, what you know, the people are putting hate speech up there and stuff like that. It can be discussed because it's, there's nothing wrong with discussing it. Yeah, right? Freedom of speech I, I, I within do, I, a discussion I, manner, not a yeah. your piece yeah. of this and your. You know, Ice yeah, said yeah, it way back in the eighties. Anybody remember Ice D? So he said, yes. "Freedom of speech, just watch what you say." 
Mm, yeah. Right. It's a very I important- still think we should all live by say whatever you want as long as you're willing to deal reap with the, the responsibility or yeah. the consequences. Right? Speech yeah. like you're close enough to someone for them to punch you in the face. All that being said, <laughs> it is we I do need to be clear in everything that I'm saying. I'm not talking about a left versus right thing. Uh this is only do we want all that power, that responsibility under one man. He's he's not Bruce Wayne. And I don't trust Bruce Wayne as it is. But he is. certainly but, uh, seems to be uh, acting like uh, Tony Stark. Yeah, but Tony oh, yeah. Stark is he's going to have a hell of a, a team of problems, behind him. Right? <laughs> the same. Tony Stark caused every problem in the MCU. Anyway. He certainly has. So, yeah. And, and we, we, we'll move on from this. All I am saying is it, it is also clear that a lot of people are too goddamn sensitive. And just because they don't like what you're saying, they want to get rid of you. There is, man, this world. And and try to gain support to cancel you. And that needs to stop also, right? Yeah, 100%. I am just saying. The the cancel culture that we live in is disgusting. Um, And uh, I saw something... Someone said if George if George Carlin was alive still, it's a good thing he's dead because he would have never made it in this uh, in this universe. But listen, folks, Elon Musk. He bought he bought Twitter for forty four billion. Got what he wanted through a temper tantrum. Twenty two of that forty four was in cash, as Husk said. We're we're going to not do traditional intros because you know the panel, but we are going to do introduce our guest Husk. Man, it has been a long time. It is great to have you a part of today's show. Love the opinions you bring on the show that you are on weekly with Wilmy Hood. Uh, obviously, you guys have t- been taking a break because Wilmy was, if you didn't know, man, he was deathly ill. And thankfully, he has he turned the corner. He's man. getting better. It's yeah, getting he's. Better. I, I don't know if he's back this week or ne- next week, but Husk, man, welcome to the program, dude. How the hell have you been? Um, I've been good. I've been really good. Um, you know, chipping away at a master's degree. Very good. Uh, job hunting. Um, I actually, I mean, I still talk to those guys every day, but I stepped away from uh game beyond the box. I will yes. not be there every week. Um, I might would pop you, in you here and there. You pop in. You pop in. What's yeah? Is it occasionally yeah. you pop in? I'll, I'll pop in here and there. Um, I just I have a lot on my plate. And I mean, guest spots are cool because I can schedule around it. Wednesday <laughs> nights aren't a good night for me to do anything anyway. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I love learning, so I've been I've been having a hell of hell of a lot of fun with it. It's draining, working full time, going to school full time, but it's oh worth it, god, so. yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it is. Well, listen, dude, a... we we are happy to have you here, especially because we appreciate and respect your opinion, and we got two massive topics to get into. Before we get into those topics, uh, Sith Lord drops the first super chat of the day of two dollars. Says, "Welcome back, Mag. Loaded panel tonight. Boom, indeed it is. Thanks for being here, Sith Lord." Drawn TJ drops not one but two super chats. And the first one of two dollars, he says, "Hi guys, season two for Halo looks disappointing. Yeah, it's me and uh, Kaysante had a whole podcast conversation on the phone about the disappointment that has come." Uh, hopefully they can turn it around. I mean, listen, uh, the first showing of Halo Infinite wasn't great, and look what they did with the multiplayer and single-player when it launched uh, late last year. It was phenomenal. I think once they figure out how to deliver the content on a consistent every three months basis, we are all going to be very happy. And with certain affinity, um, 
doing the uh, they're 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 calling it they're, what, what, well the rumor is what certain affinity is doing is on the level of the war zone map, and if in fact that is comes to fruition, uh, we know that certain affinity is. I mean, they've been with Halo since its inception over fifteen years. Um, and they worked with uh, both Bungie and 343 now. I, I think that they're going to deliver something incredibly special. Um, and again, only time is going to tell. Uh, Jerron TJ drops a, a second Super Chat of Fight House. says, hey, don't point the finger at all the people that are conservative. Remember, this nonsense is on both sides, bro. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. It, it's just the world is the world. Brother. Everyone's opinion matters. But sometimes people take it to a, a you know levels of ridiculousness. And speaking of levels of ridiculousness, let's let's segue into what happened over the weekend. And it was because of this tweet. VG Charts, who has over the past many, many years of being, you know, uh, someone that follows the industry, has made um, has upped their game, if you will regarding um, how they cover the industry. Obviously, there's been a lot of movers and shakers that have been there, that have left, that have taken over, and they are incredibly respected within the industry. Well, they put out a, uh, a tweet on April 21st that simply said, Xbox Series X versus Xbox 360 sales comparison after the first 17 months. And for the Xbox Series X and S, it is currently sitting at 13.87 million. The Xbox 360, after 17 months in comparisons, was at only 9.38 uh, million. So after 17 months, the Xbox Series X is ahead of the original Xbox 360 by almost 4.49 million units. So I think that's incredible. I, I think that that should be that should be cheered. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with what VG Charts did, but this is what Aaron Greenberg did that sent the entire interwebs into um, fanaticism. Uh, fanaticism as I've never seen it before. Uh, I understand that you know being a fanatic for a, uh, you know a, a, a sports team or you know, whatever, pick whatever floats your boat is great. But this was to the point of, I feel really sad for humanity. Uh, and this is what Aaron Greenberg said, very, very simple. Thanks to all the people who have helped support the growth and adoption of Xbox so far this generation. Lots of work ahead, and hopefully supply continues to improve globally as well. Well, I mean, the marketing manager of Xbox, which his actual title is the general manager of Xbox Games Marketing at Microsoft, and of course he's also on the board, he, you would expect someone in his position to say something like that. Completely makes perfect sense to me. Well, right after that, we had a response from VG, uh, VG um, Charts themselves thanking Aaron Greenberg, and they simply said this right after he posted that. Thank you, Aaron, for sharing our tweet. We try our best uh, with our estimates to be as accurate as possible with the limited available data. And I, again, no one said anything disrespectful. 
Uh, certainly, no one brought up the PlayStation in any of the conversation that I just read live on the air. Husk, I got to go to you to this because uh, you, like Wandering Dutch, Chaosante, Everborn, the Mag, and myself, we saw this whole thing transpiring, and it was a bit of a head scratcher because people uh, started making up, um, you know, opinions on how can Aaron re retweet this. And what's interesting, we were talking about this in the green room. Someone went as far as to pull a tweet, folks, from not twelve months ago, but twelve years ago. When Aaron Greenberg simply said something to the effect of, "Well, who who watches these? Who who watches these? Uh, you know these charts anyway. Console sales don't matter." And that at that time it was a PlayStation versus the Xbox. Not in this particular manner. This was just, "Hey, Xbox 360, which was one of Microsoft's most popular systems in, in uh, two generations ago." compared to the current Xbox Series X and S. You saw the same thing I did, uh, Husk. What, what were your thoughts on it? I mean, does this go to, does this go to show everyone that there really is a, an unbelievable negative narrative when it comes to anything Xbox? Well, it tends to be what you see more often than not. Um, I, I mean, you can find it on both sides, but it always seems that it's front and center with Xbox constantly. Yeah. Um, th these guys like like Aaron and, and Phil and everybody, everybody there has to deal with it, uh, you know, on, on the daily. Um, the, what made this so ridiculous, like you said, was, was that 144 months <laughs> is exactly what that would be, 12 years, right? Like you, you go back 12 years to respond to his post that has nothing to do with your preferred platform. This whole, it just, it drug out the ones that live in the dirtiest of ditches. You know, the extremists all came yep. out to play. The um, sunken place. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it didn't surprise me. Um, honestly, my first thought was, holy shit, this is a gold mine of block list potential. So, you know, I, I literally, I did, I spent a good 10 minutes just blocking, blocking everyone blocking, yeah. blocking. and then, then I don't have to see it again. Um, but that's the only way to thin that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you'll never get rid of all of it, but. Isn't it I mean, awesome that they bring themselves to your blocking capabilities? Yes. It's fantastic. It's like yes. they spend a day just bringing themselves to your radar <laughs> so you can just clean clean house in one fail swoop it's it's awesome oh, yeah. i love it yep i absolutely agree <laughs> yeah, so, yeah you know it I was mean, just it, a toxic it, yeah. wasteland is all it was i mean it was bad it was fast too <clears throat> you know i mean it was ridiculous i'll just i'll, I'll leave it at that it was disgusting too at times uh, yeah, you know, I, I, what, what wound up happening is I, I, I was forced to mute the conversation only because it just was it was eating up my timeline. And like you said, I, I didn't take advantage of the block. I simply just muted the conversation because I, I didn't want to be bothered with it, because, quite frankly, I kept getting notification of you, you're killing my battery with these these knuckleheads. You know, I, I, I want to go to Kay Asante on this. You know, Kay, we were we were talking today, and one of the things that I, I'm disappointed at, folks, um, 
I do four shows a week, very widely known. I take the work that I do incredibly serious. Um, if I make a mistake, I'm, I'm embarrassed about it. Uh, I apologize for it. Um, I've never tried to move a narrative. It's just not my thing. I, 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 your opinion is your opinion. Mine is mine. Mm-hmm. But I have always done my due diligence to be truthful behind this microphone. I find it incredibly important. And I say that, Kay, because one of the things that disappointed me unbelievably, and again, on this show, we don't mention names. That's something that we do. Um, people know what you, what you put out there. Eventually, it's going to come back. It's going to hurt you if you're doing the wrong thing. I saw several showrunners running with this narrative. And I, I, I kind of wonder, like, where, where does the responsibility start and stop for someone who is a community member? Like, why would you allow yourself to be sucked up into this negative cesspool of people who just really ruin the, the fun that we have on these social platforms yeah. And then try and and get away with it by twisting and turning and doing all these mental gymnastics just to get your point across when it's no matter how you switch it and turn it, it's wrong. And to me, I, I was incredibly embarrassed for these people. What are your thoughts on this? So just so that we're, we're absolutely clear on this, you know, and and for those who, who aren't fully, fully understanding where all of this came from. VGC char- VGC charts has their their method of of getting the, their data right, which is which has been notoriously always uh, 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 criticized for their accuracy. Why? Because their numbers are an extrapolation rather than actual data f- officially from various sources. So instead of let's say they're pulling the data from PlayStation, who says we sold X amount, they're pulling from from either retailers or ship uh, ship to retail stores, things like that, and they're using that data to extrapolate. So because they do that, there is a chance that they're able to to make not like heavy mistakes, but they, they can make potential mistakes in in the sense of, hey, was this shipped to store or was this shipped to re- uh, to actual customers? That's yeah. a potential mistake that they can make, right? So because of that. A lot of folks hasn't really haven't really put too too much stock in VG charts numbers. They always say, "Okay, it's it's a good it's a good uh, number to look at." It's but a if good you want gauging the real, system, that's right. If you want the real accurate it's numbers, good if, you one, if it says one platform is doing well, that. we're going to get to that because I think well, that's, that's what, that. There we go. That's where we're going. That is exactly. Where K is exactly. Going. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, but much like, and and I will leave I will leave Mr. Everborn Saga because I know he will thread this needle. Uh, very accurately for me. So I'll set this up and let him knock it down. But much like how folks regard uh, Metacritic is exactly the same way this is being regarded as well, right? And we all know this. You know, we all see it happening. But the same narrative is building because for the longest time, uh, uh, Metacritic, same narrative. Uh, uh, chart The charts that are being collected specifically in the UK's physical charts same exact narrative, right? These are all just, they're all side side numbers that are being collected just to see certain aspects of gaming 
that don't necessarily account for the entire global number. They don't necessarily account for the main aspect of gaming. But of course, in these console war streets, this is how people get their get their rocks off, as it were. So they're using it for the back and forth, right? We know that it's interesting numbers, right? And I actually wish we could actually focus on what what's what's more interesting about them, which is that 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 it looks like Xbox is actually doing some interesting things here that we should probably be talking about, you know. Although we can all caveat it by saying first and foremost, hey, these aren't accurate numbers because place uh, Xbox no longer gives accurate numbers. We get all that, right? None of that matters at this point. And if you really wanted to be fair about it, you could actually look and see that that uh, uh, Microsoft and Xbox as, a, as, a, as an organization stopped pro- uh, providing those numbers after, uh, 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 what do you call it, Aaron Green- Greenberg said that, uh, sent that tweet like 12 years ago or whatever. So uh, when, he, when he was talking about those tweets, he was well within his rights to make that, that, that uh, assert, uh, assertion. And since that time, the company model has changed, right? That was 12 years ago. Obviously, things have changed, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So at, at this point, anybody who's using this thing for anything more than, hey, that's an interesting, an interesting you know, uh, thought experiment as to you know, what's going on in the environment right now. Doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, Xbox has won, you know, break out the champagne. No one's saying that. Because we all know the numbers are less than accurate. Because that's, that's part and parcel of the VG charts thing that's been a, been a part of this gaming uh, discourse for a very long time, right? So no one really that knows what's going on can use any of these numbers seriously. But of course, as with all things, right? As with the physical numbers in the UK, as with you know all these other metrics that that are as as Everborn has said that that only matter when one side is winning. This is now becoming a talking point. The only thing that's unfortunate about all this is. It seems that they try to be so damn wholesome, the Xbox uh, uh, representatives, you know, whether it be Phil Spencer or Aaron Greenberg or any of them, they try to be so wholesome in their gaming. Uh, Sarah Bond, you know, she's the only one that so far I've seen have, has been uh, successful in not getting our hands dirty. But all the others seem to be so wholesome, and then they come out and they say something or do something, and the negative fringes of the, of the community come out and show their ugly side towards them, you know. Sarah has so far been lucky enough to avoid that stuff, but all these other guys always seem to be like, well, all we were doing is just talking up our, our, our brand, you know, like, this, it didn't have to get so serious for some reason, you know, but, yeah. but it seems like only Sarah so far has been able to avoid that. Well, you know why that. that is. Sarah's fans, I, I, we need a name for them. Uh-huh. I count myself among them, but oh, they're like I'm the beehive. Sure. They're like the beehive. You go vicious and protective. Vicious and protective. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed. So go against Sarah Bond at your own peril. At your own peril, indeed. That's right. So that's I don't right. know if we want to call them the secret agents or what we want to call them, but they need a nickname. No, the beehive sounded pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? Let, let's uh, let, let's bring in uh, Haverborn Saga, who probably will not be as polite as, uh, no, uh, as both Husk and I'm Chaos Ante was. I'm a tonight. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, you saw what was going on, and you you kind of got yourself involved, and you did some auspicious tweeting yourself. Uh, you know, to combat some of the shenanigans that's going on, you were uh, not shy in your words. Let's just say that. Uh, All sometimes... I do is hand out free shoes, boom. If they fit you, try them on. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> if the shoe fits, my dad used to say it a lot, man. Um, I'm like the Al Bundy of Twitter. Oh my god! So listen, honestly, um, <laughs> this was taken out of context uh, in a way that, uh, again, lots of mental gymnastics were being conducted by some pretty toxic people in the community uh, when Aaron was not even comparing uh, apples to oranges. He was complaining. He was comparing green apples to green apples, meaning that oh, we sold green apples uh, back many, many years ago. And this is how many we sold. And the new green apples are doing so much better, which of course he is in marketing. That's what he does. Can we call and it flailing I- instead of uh, gymnastics? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's good. I like that as well. Very sharp there, Husk. I like it. Uh, I mean, honestly, let's 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 dig down this deep rabbit hole, uh, everyone. What 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 was your honest take on this? And First of all, this, pause. But yeah, please continue. <laughs> why does this continue to happen? Like, obviously, you know, you you made mention of something that was very interesting. You said that one particular brand is if this would have happened to said brand, it would have been cheers and bottle popping and confetti. But the fact that it's Xbox, it always seems to be an industry and community double standard. Uh, we've seen it time and time again. You, you would imagine at some point that people would just get tired of it. Uh, this is a competitive uh, generation. Xbox isn't sitting on their hands. They, have, they are a well-oiled machine and they kind of they kind of have Sony on their heels. There's no doubt about it. Um, what, what what do you have to say about it? So so just for the for the context of this conversation, you're not wrong about what you just said. But I don't even want to bring uh, Sony into this because that's the whole point of this and Aaron's tweet. It had nothing to do with PlayStation, right? Correct. So. If you feel like your honor was uh, impeded upon, right, and like it had nothing, it it wasn't. This wasn't a council war thing. It was, and it wasn't even about the numbers. It was only Aaron who would actually know these numbers, acknowledging that hey, this is the best Xbox has ever been doing. Xbox is back. We're working hard and we still have more work to do. The most innocent of things, something that should be celebrated. You know why? Because they all said, boom, they all said they wanted competition. They right? all did. That is correct. And again, this didn't, this is this is before we get to NDP, which I don't know if this is on your, your plan to talk about, but I will I will bring that up later. Um all those people, right? And, and you have to look at this. All these people that got mad at Aaron Greenberg. And I, and I wonder if people have, like, old Aaron Greenberg tweets printed out and, and taped <laughs> to their wall just waiting for him to come like out. Like the Unabomber? Say, yeah, this is what I'm saying. You said it, and it hurt my feelings back in 2014. <laughs> right? So so the thing is, like, it it, it actually offends people to hear any sort of positive news. And I'm not I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that. This is the same crowd. The reason we're talking about this because the same people that shared predictions that PlayStation would outsell Xbox 2 to 1. These are the same people that had no problem retweeting VG charts. Right? I have the receipts. 
I haven't shared them because I don't want to get down into that mud. At least not now. I'm waiting for somebody to pop off and then they're there. The bullets are in the clipper was what I'm saying. Now, um, but these are the same people that were happy to share VG charts when it said PlayStation was uh, predicted to outsell two to one when during the holiday season uh, of 2020, um, PlayStation sold more than the Xbox because they had more to sell, right? So it, VG charts is fine then, but now how dare Aaron Greenberg? And the worst part about it is there are people, which we will not name, from Bloomberg, right? People yeah. that we look to for reporting that were mad that and, – and remember, there are people arguing with Jeff Grubb. Again, we're not going to say the names, but arguing with Jeff Grubb that how dare they ever take VG chart seriously. And again, it's not about the numbers. It is just an acknowledgement. And how many of those people that poo-pooed, because is it possible? Let's say, even though in 2017, a new person took over the numbers and they changed how they do it, right? right. And last I checked, 2017 came after 2010 or 2011, yeah, just, just by right. mere mere mathematics. Right. Now, yes, isn't it isn't it isn't it possible that even if VG charts completely pulled those numbers out of their ass, isn't it possible that Aaron Greenberg might know if they got close to that number? Yeah. Yes, he actually is would that, know. Is that. that at all a possibility? Yeah. But no, he can't. He can't say anything. Right. He can't so say now, anything directly, hence right. his tweet, in my mind. Now, now yeah. all those people, again, the tweet wasn't even about the numbers, right? But all those people, how many of them did you see tweet about NDP today when the news came out? That, well, uh, yeah, that, that was a Benji Sales the uh, tweeted uh, the, the, the Xbox no, no, had not, the best not, march Let's ever. not even go to Benji Sales, even though Benji Sales is credible and reliable, Right. Mm. Shout out to Benji Sales. But let's go directly to the source, Matt Piscatella. Yep, Matt. From NDP, yep. right? What did they say? Not only was it the number one uh, for for um, March, but it's also they, number they had, one for they, the They quarter. made the most money in the, in the first quarter of the year. Right? Yep. So all of those people that were mad at Aaron Greenberg, are they cool now? Right? So the point is, NDP just basically verified what VG Chart said. So is, is Aaron Greenberg sharing false information? Or are we saying don't ever look at VG Charts for anything? Because I promise you, every one of those people that were complaining have retweeted VG Charts when it suited yes. their narrative. Yep. Right? And, and this is, this is the, 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 the nonsense of it all. Did it hurt you that much? Right? Right? Like, where did... Show me on the door where Xbox touched you. Right? <laughs> why, did, why, did, why, did, why would it bother you this much? Right? You don't see me going around getting mad at VG charts when, when PlayStation wins a, a quarter or a whole generation. It is what it is. Right? Right? But... It, and it's the same people that every time there's some kind of positive news, they get upset. And I don't, I, this is not 
at least for me, it's not. It's not an Xbox versus PlayStation thing. I'm specifically talking about the people that got this upset and started crying, right? They, they, they're crying at Aaron Greenberg. So, you know, every time he tweets, and I do want to add another thing though, right? You know, Kate, you said how everybody is at Microsoft is kind of squeaky clean with all this stuff. I promise you, right? They, they are competitors, right? And as soon as like things go the way, you know, a lot of people think it's going to go, you know, ABK closes, uh, more quarters like the past quarters, 199 Series S with Call of Duty on the box. Yep. They're winning NDP every every month or whatever. I promise you, you're going to start seeing some spicy tweets from, from Aaron Greenberg and all these guys. But right now they're in Let's Play Mr. Nice Guy. These are not nice people, <laughs> right? They're See, just no, doing but, this but nice you, thing. You, you know what, though? You know what, though? Although I agree with you, what I think is actually kind of sad is even when they're not going for the spicy tweet, people are out there with the pitchforks. Yes, that's but a great point. Even yeah. when they're not going for that, like even when they're just genuinely out there trying to be wholesome, oh, gaming is for everybody. They're like, tar and feather this man. Like, oh, yes. Get out of here with that. It is NPD, not NDP. I don't know what's going on with me. NPD, that's my yes, dyslexia. NPD. <laughs> MPD, yes. Yeah, thanks, uh, Bane, in the chat for that. But you, you know what I'm saying? That's that's the only thing that I, I see that I find really unfortunate. And that's what I was saying that that uh, uh, up until now, it seems that Sarah Bond has avoided that. She can come out and say that whole wholesome, like, you know, grid your teeth kind of stuff, and people go, oh, she's great, and move on, right? Anybody says stuff like that, they're like, oh, get out of here. They're just trying to take money out of your pocket. You know what's even crazier (laughs) about Sarah Bond? Like, because she's like a woman of the people, right? She'll just, Mm -hmm. like, some of the people that, that, you know, you see do the spaces and say the, you know, the big big time Xbox fans, right? Mm -hmm. The hardcores, Mm -hmm. council warriors. (laughs) She will, if they say something, obviously she's not going to co-sign anything crazy, but she'll retweet them or she'll she'll comment on their stuff and mm-hmm. nobody says anything because they know better. Because <laughs> they know the secret agents, the double O agents will come after them. I mean, I mean, we, we can end this the conversation just by saying we can we can end this conversation just by saying that, you know, out of all of us here, you know. Miss Sarah Bond follows Mr. Boomstick Excel, so we'll just leave it at that. So we'll move on. It's fine. That is very true. I'm completely honored and still uh, very humbled by such a thing. But that is true. Those are true words from a very. You know, if Aaron Greenberg, and I think Aaron Greenberg probably does follow you, Boom. But if Aaron Greenberg just follows somebody or likes a tweet, it's like the radar goes off, right? They're like, yep. Yeah. You yep. know that Batman meme where the signal comes up? <laughs> it's like Green Greeny said something. Yeah, the, wor- the, the Warriors come out, right? The Warriors come out ready for the fight. Yeah, it's 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 disappointing. But listen, let's let's bring in Wandering Dutch. And, and Dutch, I bring you in because you had an incredible experience with Mr. Greenberg. Uh he obviously took the time. Hey, boom, I'm sorry, just one more thing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I want to shout out Dutch for the indie game show. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get to that right now. That was, was just magnificent. Amazeball. So, shout out yep. to you for doing that. 
but yeah, sorry. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, and Aaron, uh, you know, worked with you, uh, sent in a recorded video to support the uh, indie, game, uh, indie Game Showcase 2022. It's obviously the second one that you guys are doing. Uh, it was it, 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 50 times better than the original in, in every way, shape, or form. Um, and obviously, you know, one of the things that uh, can be said about Microsoft uh, Brass is that they are entrenched with the community in one way or another. And, and Greenberg's, uh, um, you know, appearance in, 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 in your indie showcase proves exactly my point. When you heard this was going on, for him simply saying, "Hey, man, this is this is great. Uh, thank you to the fans that help us that help us get here, and we're doing this much better in a generation that's only seventeen months old." To see people run with a narrative as if he basically said, uh, "Well, thanks to this, PlayStation is now shit," you know that that because that's what they were acting like, and he didn't even mention PlayStation. What, what were, you, were you as disappointed as I was in some people that we know in this community that just really let me down? No, you know what it is. It's it's becoming quite um, quite a, a, a staple to the PlayStation community to really hate on Aaron Greenberg for something that their executives have been doing for years. Yes, um, that's a great point. So the, 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 if we go back even to the beginning of last generation, the previous executives uh, of PlayStation loved to uh, stoke the flames of console um, warriors um, with with silly little gifts and videos directly after mis- uh, Microsoft making mistakes. Yeah, and really, that's where the console warring um, started to increase significantly. The whole sharing of digital media and physical media and things like that. Um, and making a mock-up video and putting it on YouTube about it. Uh, I mean, if you want to talk about stoking the flames of being a console warrior, that's exactly how you do it. Um, the fact that they've taken a dislike, a severe dislike to Aaron Greenberg for doing exactly what the executives were doing last generation on PlayStation side, um, just says to me that they they can they can take it. Uh, sorry, they can they can uh, give it, but they can't take it. Um, if you if you want to give out the the the, the same amount of of um, silliness as as you're taking in, then um, but you can't you can't do that. So uh, Aaron Greenberg himself, he's he's a he's an awesome awesome guy. And he's got absolutely 100%. all the time in the world for the community. Um, he yeah he, he has a, he has a bit of fun from now and again on 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 Twitter, but everyone does. Um, the thing is, is I think it's it's becoming more prevalent for for PlayStation guys to really get on the backs of Xbox. Um, anybody that works at Xbox, not even just Xbox executives, but anybody that works at Xbox um, that happens to have a Twitter account, because next to nobody from PlayStation is on Twitter anymore. Corey's yeah. left Twitter. Jim Ryan's not there. Yeah. Mark Cerny's barely on Twitter. No one mess. No, literally nobody comments on on Twitter anymore. Yoshi's like quiet. Yeah, <laughs> he, he never says anything. So, who who have you got as a community reference? There's no PlayStation hierarchy that are actually proactively involved in the community. Corey Barlog was, and then I think he got sick of the stupid discourse that was on there and just decided to step back. And I don't yeah. think, to be honest because he hey Dutch. Are, yeah. are you are you implying that they don't care about the people that go so crazy over them 
and curse. I, you, the, you know what it is? I don't think they care about the 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 radicals. Um, no, but th- I, that that's my point, right? Yeah. Like like these people go so crazy to defend the honor of people who won't even engage with them. Yeah, and these are the same studios that are like we're talking specifically the Sony studios. These are the same studios that are begging Sony hierarchy to let them put their games on a different platform. Listen, we can get more people playing our game if you let us put it on PC. And every studio at PlayStation had to tell PlayStation let them do it to the, for them to eventually go. Okay, then we'll invest in PC as well. But it shouldn't take that much for them to have common sense that more than what platform is better for you. Like it's just it's just basic common sense on both the business grounds and uh, and viewership for people to view and play your games to have it in more than one place is going to be better for you in all fronts, financially and in terms of engagement. Um, but and. and Obviously, Sony fans have had it indoctrinated into the, and I'm talking extreme fans, not the 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 corporate the, soldiers, normals. Yeah, corporate soldiers. Uh, that's a good way of putting it. The uh, the the plastic warriors have had it indoctrinated into their brains that um, it has to be a platform exclusive and be absolutely nowhere else for it to count and for it to be worthy of your time and money, um, and that is just obscene. Like. And this is this is another thing when it comes to to VD, VG charts, yes, and, and even and even VG charts admitted they never used to be the most reliable source of information um, up until 2017, where they had a complete rehash of how they get their data, how Correct. they source their information, and now it's the likes of NPD as well as every other digital and physical media um, kind of um, statistical website that is used full stop. Is where they aggregate all their information from. So to to now say, and this is from 2017 onwards, to now say that VG charts is isn't reliable would be to say that NPD and all other charts are also unreliable. Um, so Aaron Greenberg just simply and this 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 as you mentioned before, how silly it is. It wasn't anything in relation to PlayStation. Uh, it was completely just comparing the fact that it was doing. Twice, almost twice as good as as the 360 generation, which was the most uh, the the most popular and the most successful Xbox generation there was. Um, so to compare it against that and say, listen, we're 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 well above where we were for for 360 terms. We're really good position, but we want to do better, and we will continue to try to improve, um, and obviously try to bring more consoles to the to the market to make sure everybody's got one. Um, that was it. That was the tweet. For them to take some kind of offense to that and, and start citing NPD, the fact that NPD had to, not, not NPD, sorry, uh, VG charts, the fact that VG charts had to come out and say, listen, we reworked our statistical system and our data kind of aggregating system back in 2017. Uh, <laughs> so to start calling us unreliable now would be to kind of call every other aggregation website but, unreliable. But, but that's, that's yeah. maybe, maybe they are unreliable. It isn't about that. Yeah. If Aaron Greenberg retweets it, it oh, just means it. in that case, for yeah. that tweet, that set of numbers, they they got something right. That oh, you yeah. can you can throw every grain of salt on every other number, but Aaron Greenberg is not solidifying them. Yeah. He is solidifying exactly. those 
that tweet and those numbers that it is doing better than the 360. And not even maybe specifically the numbers, just the fact that it's doing better than the 360 360 generation. Exactly. And I I want to point out just one (laughs) other thing, right? When we talk about these crazy people, we're not talking about you, PlayStation fan. If you are not the type of person to curse out the creator of your favorite franchise because he said that uh, the newest iteration looks like DLC, then we're not talking about you. Exactly. Right? Yes. We're talking about these crazy people. If that is it. If you're going not, to get mad about something about like that, then then you're the person we're talking about. <laughs> if you're not <laughs> the type of person that's getting mad at that, then you're not the type of person we're talking about. Free shoes. That's all we're giving out. Exactly. Free, free shoes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, that's you are right though, Everborn. It is it's it's nothing to do with the numbers. It's the fact that these guys are digging up 10-year-old posts to say, oh, right, well, now you're using VG. 12-year-old like, But really? Like, what's it going to do with that? He's not even talking about the validity of the numbers. What he's saying is, even, even if it is incorrect, that incorrect information is still showing that the current generation, even on old incorrect information, is doing better than that incorrect information from the previous generation. Right. So, Either way, no matter what way you look at it, the I, information I, is still showing that the current console is still performing better than a previous generation of its own console. It's not to do I, with PlayStation. I'm waiting for these guys Crazy. to pull out newspaper clippings from an old EGM magazine. <laughs> about you know, that's probably next. That's probably next. Listen, let's, uh, let, let, let's, let's bring in the mag on this. You know, mag, before I get to you, Jerome TJ had dropped an additional super chat. So thanks for the, for the incredible support. He's got uh, a $5. He says, hi, mag. Missed you, bud. Great Jeez. to see you back <laughs> on the primetime gaming panel. And we had a big bomb come in from uh, this one is a big one from let's see let me find it hold on just a second hidden gem games yes hidden gem gamers drops an outstanding and very generous 20 dollars super chat and says i'm a huge fan of raven software and who's not man they've made some really good games and they're older games i'm hoping with active with the activision acquisition raven will be able to make other stuff uh ever played singularity my friend i beat that game twice it was fan a hidden gem on the Xbox 360. I guarantee you 90% of the chat, which we have over 200 people here, folks. And yeah, if you're here, um, hit the like button, share this on social media. I don't know if that's weird. I, I don't think the notifications are going out because we normally get a really good crew uh, to be here, three, 400 people. And I, I'm kind of wondering because I, I, you know, I have two YouTube accounts and I didn't get notified, and it's my show, which is just ridiculous. But yeah, I agree with you. Uh, he says it was Raven's last original game. Phil Spencer wants a new one. Yeah, he sure did talk about that. Yeah, I, I, I would say um, for me personally, Soldier of Fortune by Raven Software. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one too. Yeah, dude, that's yeah, a. I'm with you, brother. I'm with yeah, you. With that. I remember sure. that one. So listen, Mag, yeah. uh, now that we're up to date with the <clears throat> Super Chats, uh, for some reason, as nice of a guy as uh, Greenberg is, as much as he does for the community, as much as he gives back, as much as he interacts with the common folk, this is the same dude that was lambasted by these same people when he changed 
his gamer pick <laughs> to Crash Bandicoot this. this. <laughs> and now yeah. he is back in the news, unbeknownst to him, because I'm sure he doesn't really give a flying you-know-what, um, that he simply was comparing older 360. Now, folks, and, and, and the reason why there's validity to what he, is, what he did in this tweet um, is the Xbox 360 era, if you're new to the world, is considered the best Xbox generation of all time. I mean, that, that's a fact. That's not even a suggestion. They outdueled Sony in such a way that Sony caught up towards the end, but it really was an Xbox generation led with lots of exclusives, second and third party, as well as first party. It was a glorious time for Xbox. And this was this was... Uh, during a time with the Red Ring of Death. Somehow that didn't kill the brand. It only made it stronger. Um, so to see the Xbox mag, the Xbox Series X and S, yeah. doing so much better than their premier uh, Xbox um, era in, 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 in the 360 era is really something to be said, and it's something to be celebrated. And And, and, and the guy that's ahead of marketing, why wouldn't he do that? Did, do you think people were, went overboard? Yeah, of course they went overboard. Uh, but before I get into that, I, I also wanted to shout out Dutch for putting on one hell of an indie showcase. Yeah, man. And uh, I just because I, I never got a chance to say uh, say anything before the show because I showed up right when we started. But Dutch, amazing work, buddy. I, I look forward to seeing what's going on next year. And last thing I wanted to mention is the very criminally underrated um, Call of Duty Cold War campaign, which Boom has uh, showing right now. It was you guys really haven't good. played it. Man, good. is it ever good. It is Anyways, down to the nonsense. <clears throat> How is this a surprise to anybody, by the way? How mm -hmm. is any of this a surprise to anybody? Not just what the response has been, but how about Xbox's performance? How is this a surprise? We've been calling this for years, especially people who follow the Xbox community, the Xbox brand a lot closer than, let's say, the average uh, gaming citizen or whatever, right? We've been saying for years, of course, we were laughed at. We're saying, guys, look at the trajectory of where this is going. This is heading, and I think I said it, we all said it. We're saying this is going to be the 360 generation all over again. Boom, we must have we must have had half a dozen shows called yeah. Is the is the new Xbox gonna be the new 360 or whatever the hell? Yeah, but we it's got NOS, <laughs> it's moving right? way, way faster. Right, it is. Now, also keep in mind that gaming has grown uh, exponentially, right? Uh, since the, the 360 and then and beyond, right? It just keeps getting to a bigger and bigger audience. You remember back in the days, guys, when you were a gamer, you were a nerd. Now everybody's doing it, right? So it's just a, it's just part of the cultural norm. However, anyways, now you see the trend moving forward. Then you see 20, uh, Xbox wins the 2021 Publisher of the Year. How is this a surprise? They are performing. Right. And then all of a sudden, what's going on now? Now you've got VGC talking about how they're the 2022 NDP, uh, NDP, Jesus, uh, Everborn is your fault. MPD winners <laughs> multiple times for either, not just for console, but for money. Okay. Month after month. It's been at least, what, two months now? I think February and March. They, did, they actually won the quarter. The, the first okay, They quarter. won the quarter. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So basically, so far, they've essentially, if you think about they've won the quarter, so far, and like, like I said, don't get all twisted. So far, they're winning 2022, just like they won 2021. 
Okay. Yeah. And we called this again. And why? Once with again, no bangers. No, with no bangers way. right now. And you know, the thing is, is you don't need bangers because you've got the mind share. When Sony dominated in the PS4 generation before Uncharted 4 came out, they had dick all, but yeah, they dominated sure because they had the mind share boom. Okay, they had the mind share. It didn't matter. They could have been releasing indies for three years, which I believe they kind of did, right? Before Uncharted 4 finally hit. And then, of course, the avalanche of awesome games that came out on the PS4. But the thing is, they had the mind share. Same thing here. Xbox has the mind share. I've been saying that word, okay? Like, a, like, like you know, like, like a mantra. I've been saying it since, like, since before 2020, okay? Th th this is what they had to do, and they did. Now, this whole situation about these guys going back... Um, see now Al Bundy said something a little earlier there, uh, Everborn, and uh, he was saying, you know, when Sony was Changing winning, my name to Ever Bundy, by the way, it's <laughs> yeah, a great name. Um, when 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 Sony was winning MPDs regularly in the PS4 generation, not a peep, no one questioned, or very few, very few questioned the validity of the numbers, did they? No, they just took it as fact and just there it is, guys, there's the headline. No one's tried to break it down, say, are these numbers really accurate? Is this accurate? What's it? How many people are actually engaged? How many are are they sold? Hey, you know, hey, or Mag. are they sitting on a shelf? Yes. Hey, hey Mag, it, it doesn't end there though. Do you remember when Metacritic mattered? Do you remember when Game of the exactly. Year nominations mattered? Do you yeah, remember exactly. when Publisher of the Year mattered? Yeah, and now right? we want it. Not, and now, now sales don't it. matter. Every yeah, one of those categories don't matter anymore. Right. And it's pretty funny. Like I said, once again, Metacritic was the end all. Then Xbox wins 2021 Metacritic Publisher of the Year. And now all of a sudden it doesn't matter. Now, no, no, then the news. fight is fixed. Yeah, yeah the fight's fixed. They're paid. Uh, and then it becomes a non-story, right? Now, the thing is, when Sony was winning all these MPDs and, 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 of course, all the glory and all the headlines and this and that, what did we do? Did we go out and blindly attack Sony like buffoons? No, because you could go back. You know, well, you cancel culture, Not folks. Here, but yeah, well, <laughs> you cancel <laughs> culture, folks. You like to go back in history, right? You want to go look? Why don't you go look at some of our shows? By the way, right here on Primetime Gaming from two years ago, two and a half years ago. What did we do? Were we shredding Sony apart? No. What we were doing is we were talking about how Xbox, what Xbox could do to improve yep. their product. Go back and listen to any of our shows. And we were very critical about Xbox saying, uh, not, in a, not, not in a negative way, but saying, like, oh, Xbox sucks. It wasn't anything about that. What it's we about were them doing, needing to compete. We were, exactly. What we were doing is we were talking about having discussions about what Xbox can do to not only just compete, but in order to, uh, well, yeah, I guess to compete, that would be the word you want to, and maybe even dominate in, in one way or another. If that's, you know, if that's the route you want to go. I really don't care who dominates what. I just want a healthy, uh, you know, a marketplace for all of us, right? So that we have a healthy gaming community and, of course, an economy to keep our favorite hobby going forward. Now, that being said, uh, you know, I think it was Asante and Everborn actually both mentioned it about, you know, all of a sudden when Xbox started to become competitive, that's when people started to go, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, take it easy. Because they, everybody was, you remember that? All those sort of, oh, I, just, I just want them to be competitive. I just want them to be competitive. That's all they kept saying. But then all of a sudden, just like a Kimbo Slice fight, the minute Kimbo Slice punched you, anybody remember that guy? I uh, certainly rest do. Rest in peace. You, I remember watching one of his fights. It was really funny. He punched this dude square in the mouth, and the dude goes, bro, take it easy. 
take it easy. And he's backing up after he got clocked in the mouth. That's kind of what happening here. You're taunting the big, you're taunting the big bear. When the yeah. big bear finally took a swipe at you, now you're telling him to calm down. What the hell's the matter with you? I thought you wanted competition, but now you're scared of the competition because the competition is curb stomping you. And they have the means and they got the money and the power to turn your lights out. And now you're scared. And so the problem with that is, you know what? You can't be scared because now you can't take back your words. You can't take back that Kimbo Slice fight now that he clocked you in the mouth. What are you going to do? You're going to run away? No, you got to take the shot and go down. Now you're that guy in in the airplane sitting behind Mike Tyson getting in his ear. Yeah, or yeah, or (laughs) don't be that guy. Yeah, exactly, right. And uh, you know that that's the thing. That's what. Now I wanted to touch on one last, a couple of last things, real quick though. You know, this whole going back twelve years or whatever. This whole, I mean, you know, I know I'm sure we're all sick of it, guys. We're all middle age, generally middle aged men here, or whatever. And uh, and of course, you know, people in the panel, uh, people in the chat, a lot of us are a little bit in the older side, right? I think we're all pretty sick and tired of this cancel culture bullshit. And I got to tell you right now, going back 12 years to look at tweets and this, that, and the other thing and headlines, guys, this is the same kind of people and the same kind of fools and the same kind of people who clearly don't have a job uh, mm-hmm. are going back 14 years trying to cancel James Gunn because he made a couple of jokes. No. Okay. This is the same kind of people. If you got that kind of time, why don't you put that effort into getting a job and maybe keeping your economy foreign and you wonder why China is dominating your global economy? Okay. Because if you got time to go back 12 years to go look at uh, Aaron Greenberg's tweets or some headlines, you got time to go get a job. Go yeah, get correct. a job. Yeah. All right. Enough of it. Enough of the cancel culture. You want to cancel someone? Cancel me. See what happens. Anyway, well, they're not going to cancel you because I run this show, so I you're know, good. I'm just kidding. You're, you're but definitely it was, good. <laughs> last thing I wanted to say, just, you know, just whatever. Sorry, I was just getting a little spicy there. Just, uh, you know, that, that stuff touches me. Anyways, um, the last thing I was going to say is, you know, someone said, actually, someone posted something a little while ago saying, is an honest question. And it was like, it wasn't even a poll. It was just an honest question on Twitter, if that's even possible. And it was just basically like, why do people, you know, uh, recently or whatever else, it seems to have a lot of hate for PlayStation or this and that. I'm just asking honestly as a PlayStation fan. I just want to know. And uh, one of my friends on there, I'm going to shout him out. He's a real good dude out there. His name is The Realist One. Okay? And he said, it's not the console. It's the fans. Mm. And that's, it was the truest statement I have actually read on Twitter probably all month. And, and it was, and that was exactly it. It's not the console. It's the fans. Nobody's got anything against PlayStation. I got a PlayStation sitting right there. All of you guys got PlayStation sitting in your sure homes. Do. Right? Everybody's playing PlayStation. Do you, do you Everybody's playing it. Well, yeah, well, for six months <laughs> at a time. Yeah. But uh, that's besides the point. But the point, the thing is, we've got them. Okay. And we're there and we're part of this ecosystem. We're part of all of it. We don't like that. I just don't like, you know, and I think I, I could speak to at least for most of us that I could say that I think the point we do not like is that you, you know, you blindly go after something like they didn't, like Boom said, and everybody else in this panel said, they didn't even bring up PlayStation. It wasn't even, there wasn't even anything about it. It was just about congratulating, uh, you know, a company that has done very well in that particular brand. Okay. What's the problem here? And then all of a sudden you turned it into a PlayStation Xbox thing, you know, and that's ridiculous to me. And like, why would you do that? What that does is that stinks of desperation okay it stinks of just insecurity right and for whatever the hell reason you are so invested in whatever if xbox died next year and we never had xbox anymore we'd all be pretty sad but guess what 
We wouldn't tuck our tails between our legs and just not game anymore. We would just have to gravitate towards something else, right? Yep. And then you just evolve as things go. But I don't understand this, like, like it almost seems like it's attached to their soul, like you're attacking their family or something. Like, I don't get it. And it's the like thing Grace is it's, from uh, yeah, and Game when of it's Thrones not even, or something. It is. And when it's not even brought up, they still bring it up because they, they they feel like it's still a personal attack, and I don't understand it. Anyways, I think it's all silly. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. And uh, anyways, I just hope that uh, you know what we said it actually last year, and this is the last thing I'm going to say. We said it last year. We're going to say prepare for a very long generation full of salt, yeah. and it's coming, and it's not going to stop, and it's only going to get worse. So well, you know, all, I mean, all you have to do is look for what Microsoft has put out in regards to their first party, like this year. It's, it's been non-existent. They've been they've been doing the right thing through Xbox Game Pass and all of these deals, and wait w- w- wait till the fun really starts, and they're cranking out a AAA bomb every quarter. It, then 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 it's, it's really going to be then it's really going to be. But listen, folks, I want to move on to topic number two, and this, of course, is going right back to Sony and Mag. I'm going to bring you up first on this one. Uh, we I have, just cut my breath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well we, we, <laughs> we we we've all been wondering whether or not God of War Ragnarok is still on track for 2022. Uh, I still believe that it's not coming this year. Uh, you know what? Again, if I'm wrong, I'd be the first one to be like, hey, boom, was wrong. It's not a problem. I'm wrong a lot of the times. Um, last Wednesday, Mag, uh, Sony Santa Monica uh, tweeted out a video for uh, Corey Barlog, one of the few people that is actually still on Twitter. Uh, I've actually had conversations with him. He's a gentleman. Um, and he basically said uh, he was basically asking the fans to remain patient. And I, I have... Uh, what uh what he what what Corey had to say to the fans and I and I happen to be you and a lot of people on this panel happen to be fans uh, we actually quite uh loved uh, uh the first uh, God of War in 2018 yeah. and this is what Corey Barlog had to say he said speaking of God of War Ragnarok the elephant in the room we haven't said a lot about this and that's because everyone is heads down hard at work we're perfectionists everyone tightening up the graphics on level three. There is so much more going on right now that I wish I could share uh, share it with you, but it's not ready to be shown. And basically, he says, but I guarantee you, the moment, the very second that we have something that we're ready to share, we're going to share it because we don't want to hold any of this back. So please, hold tight. Know that something cool is coming. And we, everyone here at, at Santa Monica, is so incredibly thankful for all your support you've given us. Now, this is, this is wonderful. Um, and then you had, um, like, later on that afternoon, um, a, 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 a fan of Sony Santa Monica. His name is Cypher, and he's at Gabriel4434 uh, on Twitter. Uh, was writing to Bruno Velasquez, who is the art director at that studio. He says, Bruno, reassure us that it will come this year 100% and don't show me anything at this point. And Bruno Velasquez simply responds, Ragnarok is coming this year. So here's the thing, Mag. Um, I don't doubt that they are hardworking over at Sony Santa Monica. I don't doubt that God of War 
uh, uh, God of War Ragnarok is going to be an incredible game. I absolutely love the first one. I am so looking forward to continuing the story of, of Kratos and obviously um, his son and to see this next chapter in God of War end. Uh, we understand that it's not going to be a trilogy. It is going to end with Ragnarok. And if you know Greek mythology, well, Ragnarok is pretty much the end. So this is it. You're getting a two-parter. Uh, I know there's been a lot of controversy with the, you know, the is it DLC? Listen, folks, if you get 20 hours out of this game, and I, I think that's a win for Sony. I think it's a win for Sony Santa Monica. Um, I I didn't play the first God of War for 20 hours. I think I've invested 60 or 70 hours because I'm a completionist and I like going and finding all yeah. everything I could find. And I will play this game for 50 hours as well. Though the question, Mac, is isn't so much is the game ready? Because it could very well be. They could be just touching up the graphics. You know, we got to remember the 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 mocap actor uh, unfortunately had three massive life-changing surgeries, and Sony waited for him. And he, he actually put it on his shoulders that it's my fault that the game got delayed. I don't think it's his fault at all. I think he was just being a gentleman. Um but the question doesn't really the question for today's topic, Mag, isn't really so much is the game good? The game's probably going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, is the game ready? It probably is close. The question is: Does the game look like DLC? No, I'm joking. Well, no, no. Well, you you can ask <laughs> uh, what's the name about that, and he'll, he'll you know he obviously we'll, we'll have people curse us. But the question, Mag, is: yeah. Do they want? A Horizon Forbidden West scenario again. And what do I mean by that, folks? Well, Horizon Forbidden West, the game looks gorgeous. It had a ridiculous amount of bugs. I haven't gone back to it yet. I will by year's end. It was completely decimated by Elden Ring. I mean, completely just destroyed and left to its own means. And after a week, no one even talked about that game. And there's a very good chance that if God of War, I understand Kratos is incredibly popular, Mag, if Kratos were to go up against something like Starfield, this could be another scenario. What What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, wow. do, do, do you feel that, that Sony might be in a better position to to launch this game uh in the in, in the first quarter of next year as opposed to the holiday quarter which is packed yeah and that's something we've talked about before uh boom i believe you and i talked about this with colt uh just a couple of weeks ago three weeks yeah. ago yeah mm -hmm. uh we talked about the exact same thing we're like we were just i mean at that point it was just you know speculation um, we were just talking about will it even come out this year at all now they're saying it is I, first of all I'm not going to believe one person until Sony themselves give a release date. You know, you get some guy says, oh, it's coming. You know, oh, it's coming. Who are you? I want Sony to put it out there with a YouTube trailer. You know what I'm saying? Like, put a trailer out there, put a little event together, whatever. Give us a release date. Then I'll believe it. Until then, I'm not 100% sure. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about, and it's something that I actually felt very confident would be a bad idea was Sony releasing this game this fall. Now, we all know Sony's got that, you know, well, first of all, God of War, I'll tell you right now, no matter where you release it, it's not going to win Game of the Year. Get that in your heads, folks, okay? Yeah. 
The it's other not. thing about 2018's God of War it is, is that 2018 God of War had the benefit and the luxury of being something refreshing and new. It was something that people were not expecting from God of War, especially people who played the other God of Wars, right? Like I played them all. That was one of my favorite. Up until Uncharted came out, God of War was my favorite franchise of all time on the PlayStation. I adored those games. And I was a huge fan of Greek mythology, so I was all into it. You know, I remember, you remember growing up watching Clash of the Titans in 1982? Oh my, yes. All right. Yeah. You know, Medusa scared the crap out of me with the stop motion hair and all that stuff and the red <laughs> eyes. Yeah, like scared the crap out of me when I was a kid, but I loved it. Right. Anyways, the point is, uh, the point is, this was such a refreshing change from those other God of Wars, which were essentially almost borderline, almost like top down sort of action adventure, like Diablo style action yeah. games. Right. The way the camera was pulled up and stuff. So, you know, anyways, the point is, is that it, it was like I said, once again, it had the luxury of being something new. And because of that, I think it got a lot more recognition in a positive way because it was like, wow, look at this. The, the problem is when you release something that's exactly the same, a little bit of the luster is taken off of it, right? So therefore, and, and like I said, again, I'm not taking anything away from the game. The game could be a 10 out of 10, but I'm just saying from the public conscience, a little bit of that luster is taken off because it's, you've already seen it, right? So it's not something new. It's you've, something you've already seen before. Well, I saw this four years ago, same deal. There, And then the other thing is, like you said, if you release in the early part of 2023, you're going to get lost in 2023 in terms of that game of the year discussion, because usually the game of the year discussion games, it always turns out to be one of those, what have you done for me lately kind of situations. Now, this year will prove different because Elden Ring came out in February and it's going to win game of the year, no matter what comes out. Okay, I think it's just already cemented in everybody's mind, even if it's not the best game in the world. It's not technically brilliant. The graphics aren't better than anything Ubisoft puts together. Like, fight me if you think that Ubisoft doesn't make more beautiful open worlds than that. Mag, ring. Be careful. Some people will. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, let them <laughs> let them let them throw a punch. I just do that. Right? I'm ready. Anyway, the point is, the point is is that it'll it'll be lost in that conversation. If you release this fall, like Boom was talking about, you're going to get lost in the conversation for a different reason. You're going to get buried. You're going to get buried by what Activision is talking about as being the most technologically advanced Call of Duty they've ever made, which is their Modern Warfare 2. That is going to be the biggest game of 2022. And that's November, uh, right along uh, with, uh, or that could be October. It's going um, to be, it could be October, we don't know. But it's going to, I think they're doing a reveal, I think, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's going to be bigger than Starfield. It's going to be bigger than Elden Ring. We all know this, guys. The crappiest Call of Duty ever released, other than Ghosts, was the one that just came out, Vanguard. And it was still the best-selling game of 2021. Imagine a good Call of Duty. You know what I'm saying? So you see what I'm you see what I'm getting at here? Call of Duty is going to dominate. Then you've got Starfield on the Xbox side of things, right? You've also got Redfall on Xbox at some point because they did say winter 2022. That's coming out somewhere in the mix. You've got uh, the, the uh, Deathloop is coming out because the one-year anniversary is coming up. That's coming out somewhere, I believe, in September. Maybe you also September got 30. Forza uh, Motorsport. Yeah, uh, maybe Forza Motorsport. I'm still I'm still doubtful on that one, I, but but it might still come. So you might got that. You got that coming up. You've got Harry Potter, for Christ's sake. You've got, you know what I mean? You've got, uh, uh, what the hell is it called? Not Harry Potter, but uh, Hogwarts uh, Legacy. Hogwarts. Hogwarts yeah. Legacy is a big IP, folks. Don't sleep on games like that. 
those games are all coming out and then you're going to shove God of War in between there, you're going to end up with a Titanfall 2 all over again. And we all know that Titanfall 2 was the you're gonna best You're going to make me shooter. cry. Stop talking about it. Dude, I know. But Titanfall 2, which, by the way, my son just discovered on Game Pass. Thank you, Game Pass. And now he's addicted to it. And he loves the multiplayer. Oh, he's never played so multiplayer. Now he's, now he's playing multiplayer, you know. Titan it coming. He's all over it. So the point is, is that it might turn into a Titanfall 2 all over again. Right, a great game getting sandwiched but all between all that other stuff. Um, I haven't played Horizon Forbidden West yet. I turned it on. I played like the first twenty minutes. I turned it off, and I'm going to get back to it in probably May or June once I'm done these other games. I got my backlog. Um, hey, hey, Mag, what does it say that you didn't have the urge to go back to it? What, what for uh, Horizon? Yeah. Well, I'm just waiting. Is it just a time all, thing, or are you a completionist? You have to complete the other well, ones? I, I'm a completionist. Or have you not had the urge to, to go back to it? I haven't had the urge because I haven't really put any time into it. I played basically just like the intro, and I just left. I'm like, all right, I get it. And then I turned it off because I wanted to go back, and I got I to gotta mop up a couple other games. You guys know how I play games. So, we like, do. I, you know, I don't walk away till it's the full 1,000 or the full 2,000 or whatever. Uh, but anyways, the thing is, um, yeah, yeah I'll get back to <laughs> so, stop it so hey so you know so anyway the thing is i think it's a bad idea to release in the fall i think what a great idea for them would be to release in early 2023 it's not going to hurt anybody okay so it's not really going to hurt sony either because sony's still going to do well with modern warfare 2 sales okay because a lot of because i believe they still have the marketing with them do they not yes everybody know they okay do. so if they yes. do they're going to be selling ps5s anyway Okay, so they'll be doing just fine. They can they can coast off of the Modern Warfare Two situation. Maybe release a couple of like exclusive maps or whatever, and then so save and then, it you know for what? spring. Maybe right? No, I would say save it for like late January, late early February. Kind of like what they did with Elden Ring. Kind of like the Resident Evil Eight. Yeah. Okay. Mm. They always did incredibly well. Remember that boom? Uh, seven and eight did really really well in the early parts of the year that they were released. So anyway, that's my call. That's what I say they do. And you know what? Like I said, if they delay another six months. Oh, and by the way, one last thing I want to say. Anybody laughing and making jokes about delaying God of War? Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. Because I know that some of those same guys are the same people that are saying, let Halo take as much time as you want. Yeah. But then you're, yeah. but then you're taunting hey. God of War. Don't hey, hey. be that guy. Hey, boom. Can I go next? And I, I won't take long. Yeah, I, I can. Do you think? Much to stay on this. So the thing is, um, Mag, like... <clears throat> There's a couple of things. I know some people are like, well, they didn't show it yet. So that must mean it's not in a place where it's going to be ready for this year. And I think the problem with that line of thinking is we believe that um, that Bethesda is not showing Starfield, not because it's not ready. It's just because they they want it. You know they they have a plan for it, right? They or they want it to look the best it can and have a short lead up from when they show you the game to when you you play it. Because the thing is, Starfield is one of the it is second to only Elden Ring, and it may even be more hyped than Elden Ring if you look at the views in the lead up to it coming out. So Starfield might be one of the most anticipated slash hyped games you know we've ever seen. So that audience is there. They have that opportunity. With um, Ragnarok, they have a built-in audience. Everyone's waiting to see how Kratos' story ends. So they have the latitude to focus on polish 
without showing the game yet. I think another, you know, another Sony or a Sony that wasn't comfortably or at least, you know, uh, smelling their own farts and, and feeling comfortable would have said you have to show something. But they know that God of War is that kind of title where they can show it at the last minute. And so they're giving the team the time they need. So I wouldn't say necessarily just because you haven't seen any real gameplay yet that that is the reason it may not come out this year now still may not come out this year i just don't want it to to uh, i don't i don't want us to be the people that say it's okay that starfield isn't showing us uh the game yet but they're definitely coming out this year but there's no way god of war is coming out because they haven't shown us much yet right you, you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah okay so 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 that's that thing now uh, we also, I, I was one of those people saying a long time ago that even when they first actually showed, you know, the trailer for it at the Sony event that I don't think it's coming out this year. I knew it was never coming out in, in, uh, 2021. I knew that was a bold faced lie yeah. because all they showed was a GIF, <laughs> right. And with no nothing, just 2021, that's like, we got a council coming out. Let me like lie to you so you you run out and feel like you have to get this, right? So I don't I don't I never thought it was coming out in 2021. I didn't think it was 2022, but I want to give that um animation director the benefit of the doubt. And if he's and if he says it's coming out, I'm gonna go and assume it's coming out. Although I do find it curious. Why is he saying that and not Sony? Well, more so. Well, first of all, Corey is not the director. Uh, so no, 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 no. But Corey know. didn't say it was coming out this year. No, that animation director, Bruno. Yeah. yeah, Bruno said it was coming out this year, and you know we don't talk about Bruno, right? Um, How did but... I know he was going to do that again? <laughs> Never mind. It was right, perfect. Continue. It really was. Perfect. Yeah, I, you walked right into it, or I walked right into it. So anyway, I say that to say uh, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, even though I doubted that it was coming out this year. Uh, so I'm going to trust what Bruno says, although I find it very curious, very curious that Sony is saying that and not th that, sorry, Bruno is saying that and not Sony or Corey. Corey didn't say it. Sony didn't say it. Bruno said it. So I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, Bruno. Please don't prove me wrong. Now, in terms of the competition, right, maybe a decision gets made as to whether you release it this year or not when you see what the reception to the starfield reveal is right because you're going to see that in what it's we're getting ready to go in may right month and a half from now right six to eight weeks you're going to see starfield guaranteed right so maybe you see if people are still as hype on starfield and then you decide whether you want to uh, dip into those waters, but again, you can dip. You can go against Starfield because there's going to be a lot of people on PlayStation that have no opportunity to play Starfield unless, you know, they have a, a eight thousand dollar PC that they lied about, or you know, they have a browser. But what I'm saying is, um, there are people on PlayStation like that. That you have a built-in audience, and it is a console exclusive, so you can actually release. Uh, um, God of War next to Starfield because they're exclusives, right? And you're selling it to all your PlayStation fans. It's not 
it's not a multi-plat that, that's going to have to deal with that. So I think they'll be okay in that mark, right? So it's not like if Starfield was a multi-plat and they put God of War against it, then I could see, hey, we want to get out of the way of that. But it's not a multi-plat. And we don't know uh, unless Hogwarts – Hogwarts is coming out holiday? Yes, they Hogwarts said. Holiday? Yeah, somewhere yeah. in there. I okay. think October. Listen. They, they better watch out for Sonic Frontiers is all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Let's take it easy. You don't want to put nothing against that. No. It'll but be seriously. a lot of cadaver all over the place. Sonic will be dead. <laughs> right. Uh, no, no. But 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 really, seriously, I, Starfield is not going to be any cause of delay for Ragnarok because they're not talking to the same customers. Right? Um, so there's that. Now, um, I I I I I really think that um, if the game doesn't come out this year, um, it's just because Sony and I think it has to come out this year because they don't want to be in in a in a dry holiday season. I don't think. I think because if Starfield is a hit the way people think it's going to be a hit, I think they lose a lot of that narrative because then it's like now we're saying. Not only is uh, does Xbox have Call of Duty, not only do they have a cheaper price, not only is Game Pass doing what it's doing, not only are they winning Publisher of the Year, but now they have a banger. And all of those things will coalesce at once. And if they don't have God of War ready for to, to say, hey, we still matter and we exist too, I think it does a problem for them. Not a problem for them writ large but a problem for them uh in mindshare and a lot of sony's success has a lot to do with mindshare so that's very important for them so if 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 starfield is a hit i i and it's an exclusive to xbox i think that does a lot to the perception of playstation and i don't think that they can afford that this is why i think by hook or by crook that thing has to come out this year I mean, you, you, you're making a lot of sense. But like I said, all you have to do is look at past failures. Uh, you know, look, let, let, let's call a spade a spade here, folks. There is a reason why Sony hasn't given us the number count officially for Horizon. Uh, they're big on giving those numbers very oh, quick. They are. Uh, and, and, if it, and if it's 4 million uh, uh, copies sold, they're going to let you know about it, saying it's it's the best-selling Horizon out of the two, and, and and PlayStation fans made this happen, and thank you, and this, that, and the third. You didn't hear Boo, uh, Husk. Uh, look, I mean, Everborn has made a lot of sense. Um, you know, the mag, uh, myself, I think I have painted a picture of why you wouldn't challenge something like Starfield. Starfield isn't just another RPG. It is a Bethesda RPG. And on top of the, that Bethesda RPG, you have to contend with Call of Duty, which apparently is supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, uh, on top of uh, Hogwarts and several other big titles that are coming this holiday. We just saw Horizon completely get decimated. As good as the game looks, no one even remembered its name after a week what are your thoughts on this? Does Sony take that chance? Can God of War, uh, uh, you know, endure all of these big games and not and and, and not suffer the same consequences as uh, we saw happen to Horizon? 
it won't it won't suffer near the same fate regardless of when it's released um just because of what it is right <laughs> i mean it's got awards it's, it's this this franchise <laughs> it's it is playstation's master chief here let's pretty let's much get real yeah. for a second um master chief's <laughs> xbox's kratos you know, you don't it's a franchise it's a very storied franchise um it's <laughs> it's going to be really hard i know that they're going to they're still and going to continue to look at numbers and look at all the data they have available uh, past present and predicted into the future and probably pick the window they think is best just by that they're not going to come out and just assume you know um it can compete with anything that's out there and honestly when i think of open world games and bethesda and i think of call of duty i don't give a shit what they're putting out or or how big or anticipated the things are until i see proof of concept and the game's working functionally functioning properly not being buggy piles of crap or the same regurgitated nonsense that we've seen in the past. If I had to pick between the three, I'm picking God of War. I know what I'm going to get. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm just saying that, you know, that's just my perspective. Um, and that fan base is huge. It's massive. Um, so I don't, I, I, it would suffer, but it could suffer regardless of the time frame they choose. It, it's almost a double-edged sword. Mm, you, you put it out with these games and you know it's maybe complete competing you know for for um for social media and everything else and, and being talked about in mindshare um like everborn said it's but at the same time it's already got so much mindshare from both sides from all platforms i mean eh. and if you push it into the spring it, I mean, yeah, you, you could. You're gonna piss off a lot of people, but it could still. Even then, there's these games that just came. Well, out it would be it would be going it. up against Breath of the Wild too. Yes, and and you got to remember if these other games are big and they're huge and everybody loves them. I mean, how much time are they gonna spend away from the controller on those games just to go? play god of war get it out of the way and then toss it on the back shelf to click dust yeah you know what real quick let, let me let me drop this on you because who was it here uh pixel bit g good friend of the program he actually brought up a pretty interesting thought and i forgot about this folks because i think the game is not going to be as good as everyone potentially i mean it's, it's going to be a weird game but for spoken is coming out this fall that is a PlayStation 5 exclusive. That is an open world big, well, not an open world, semi-open world game. Very similar to God of War. So the question then leads, and then we'll get we'll get a wandering Dutch's opinion about this momentarily. Is does Sony eat its own ha, eat its own lunch? You know what I'm saying? Like you put God of War out, you put Forspoken out at the same time, someone is gonna lose. Yeah, it's true. Like I said, I think it's a double-edged sword. Oh, yeah, like, it really is. I mean, you either you you put it up against all the shit, or you wait a little while and it's a little more calm. In well, the, February, the I think, is the month or earlier spring. You know, yeah, yeah. It yeah. May, maybe it does better, but at the same time, there's <laughs> there's so much happening. You yeah. know what I mean? And so much to play. It's it, it's a big enough franchise. It's not going to, I don't think it can get lost in the crowd. 
No, I, no, I, 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 don't I, I think wouldn't it can suggest get... that either. I'm just saying that it's it's not going to be like who, who, who's God of War? Who is Kratos? Yeah, How yeah. dare you? I'm just saying that normally, if you follow the business like we do, Sony is notorious for wanting to be. Hey, look at me! Oh, yeah, I have come into the room. I don't mm-hmm. think God of War is going to be is going to be given that ability to do that because there's going to be too many games. Yes, it's going to be great. Yes, it's going to be absolutely as stunning as the original was, and I'm sure that the PlayStation Five is going to take full advantage of it. Again, it's not if the game is going to be a good game. It's probably going to be a great game. It'll have what? to share the spotlight. Yes, it absolutely. Will and I don't know if they but want it, to do that. Then they're not good. Yeah, Forbidden West is how I feel. I mean, I don't, I don't think something will, nothing will bury it like Forbidden West got buried. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, well, that's, that, that's that was a thing. very yeah. I mean, and it's a great point, Husk. It, it, it's a fantastic point. You make a lot of good points. Same as Mag. Same as Everborn. Wandering Dutch, what are your thoughts on this? You know, again, you know, we I, I thanks to Pixel Bit G, I, I I completely forgot about Forspoken. Um, I think the game for me, it's it, it's not ringing any bells. But that's because it hasn't shown very well. Now they could they could show a different trailer of actual gameplay that gets me excited. But if this is coming out in the fall, does Sony Santa Monica, does SIE PlayStation? Um, uh, put it out around the same time because they're kind of they're not the same games in, in in essence, but they are similar in the third person over the shoulder story driven kind of a scale and scope. Someone, if they put them out too close to each other, is going to lose, and it's probably going to be forespoken. See, I would I would probably disagree with that because uh, unfortunately, and here's here's some something to wind up more people I, I agree with david jaff in in the case of i was one of the first people when god of war 2018 came out to platinum that game i platinumed it the week it came out whoa um, the reason i i played and, and loved that game and thoroughly loved that game from start to finish well was, hey you're a viking so i mean i can yeah. see the correlation <laughs> it, it, it was the, you know what it was the norse thing but they, they did it really well the storytelling of the norse mythology throughout the game with mimir um, throughout the yep. boat, and it was it wasn't in your face. It was a case of when you were traversing, they used the the mechanics of Mamiya um, to to tell stories whilst you were going from point A to point B. So that it, so that traversing actually had uh, a means. It wasn't just getting from point A to point B. It was to 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 tell the story of of Norse mythology and what happened to all these these gods and mythical beings and things like that. Um, and that was really a really intriguing way of doing it. And the the reason I say I agree with David Jaffin in that it's what would be considered DLC um, is, and I think even Corey kind of slightly alluded to this. It, the only reason it isn't DLC is because there's too much there to be classed as DLC, so they Correct. have to release it as a secondary game. Um, but if you if you played uh, all the way through 2018, like I did you would know that the vast majority of the realms were actually blocked off and you couldn't go to some of the locations in the game. Um, And I mentioned this whilst I was playing it. This is set up for a sequel. You can tell it's set up for a sequel because the vast majority of the locations in the the realm room um, are completely locked off. You've only got three or four places you can actually go. Um, A couple of them are are very much, um, should we say, one of them is 
uh, is entirely optional, and it's only if you want to get the the mist mist armor. Um, and the the second um, is is a very short kind of story debrief where you have to go and and kill a a, a god, um, and then you come back out. And once you've done that section, you're out of there for good. You don't need to go back. There's nothing else here. Um, <clears throat> and the other realms, like I say, um, specifically the realm of the giants and things like that. And obviously, you know, in this game, you will be going to to see one of the realms of the uh, the giants, uh, Tia being one of them. Um, it is very much more of the same, and I I agree with the footage that I've seen, and I was one of the people that were very much looking forward to Ragnarok and seeing what else was going to come of it and how are they going to improve. Um, and from what I've seen, it's just more of the same, and it's not to say that's a bad thing because I loved the first one, but is it doing anything differently? No. Hey, um, hey Dutch, um, yeah. you know, Blood and Wine for The Witcher 3 w- was also DLC that a lot of it people consider size better than the... <laughs> you know, better better and bigger than the original uh, campaign. So I don't know if you can call it a campaign for an RPG, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's not, it's not like a, it's not an insult, right? Yeah, if it yeah, looks the same and it's Blood in and the same engine. Multiple accolades, multiple right. accolades and rightfully right. so. It was, it was insane. And like you say, it's not an insult. It's the fact that like, the game itself... No, I want to fight you now, Dutch. Go you on, said, fight me. You know. Fight! No, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it isn't an insult. All, all, all kind of myself and like I say, even Jaff was trying to allude to is the fact that it isn't doing anything differently, or at least from what we've seen so far, the gameplay that we've seen so far of the game, the little gameplay we've seen, is that there isn't any new mechanics. It's the same weapons. It's the same fighting. Um, it's the same traversal. Uh, yes, we've got a couple of new characters in there, so the story might change a little bit. But is the story going to have a little? Is is the story going to have the same oomph that we got from 2018, which which was a dramatic change over the the other God of Wars in the series? Um, yeah, good point. I think I, that'll depend on how they finish it. I I, I do, but. The, the this story like 2018 was an emotional story um it was it was a story of of obviously well it opened up with an emotional story with the burial of the the burial the and then yeah. and spreading the whole purpose of the game is to go and spread the ashes and things like that yeah so start to finish it's this it's this to and fro with the sun and of course they call it dad simulator but the the thing is is of course he's been so disconnected from his son all the way through the game that obviously there's going to be this 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 clash of heads um, all the way through, and you see that the kid kind of disagree with him, and then obviously he's lied to him about certain things, hasn't told him certain things. So the, the story progresses well, and the way they told that story was brilliant, and I don't know how they would improve upon that well, into the next one. That's uh, my that's my concern. So um, that, Everyone else is going to have their own things, but... I well, get a road... I always got this from, from God of War 2018. It really feels like uh, they took inspiration from Road to Perdition, and I think it will end the same way, right? But to read, take from that what you will, audience. That's a good. That's a good reference, by the way. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know whether or not it'll have the same the same oomph is is all I'm saying. Um, and I'm it again. I'm I want to be proven wrong because I want to, I want to be um, to be wowed by the story, um, and that's one thing you can kind of expect from from Sony games start to finish. Um, they're definitely going to split the community. We've seen that with The Last of Us. Um, people either love The Last of Us 2 
um, or they hate The Last of Us 2. Um, and I think God of War Ragnarok, story-wise, could probably be the same. I don't think it's going to have the same impact. Um, in that was actually of- Abby at the yeah. end of uh, 2018 holding the hammer, not Thor. um but yeah i i personally think if it was going to be a head and it sounds strange to say this but if it was going to be a head-to-head on for spoken versus god of war in the holiday season and who might come out on top i think because it's it's something new and different from for spoken they might have the edge i know a few people already that are more excited for for spoken than they are for god of war ragnarok interesting Um, and that's because it is people? different. It's different. Well, that's what I was saying, too. I mean, like I say, when, when you got God of War, when it came out in 2018, it was so fresh compared to yeah. what like what Part 3 did that it had an intrigue about it, right? It's like, what yeah. is this whole new God of War? And But now you've got literally almost like just the story just continues right where it left off. You know, and then you've got this Forspoken, which may be, it might be a surprise hit, Dutch. You're right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Forspoken. I hate to interrupt, but boom, I have yes, to sir. take off, buddy. Um, All right, listen, thank you so much for being here, Husky. It was, it was a pleasure to have you yeah, on, was... brother. Uh, congratulations on, on hopefully completing your master's soon enough, and hopefully you get a very, very uh, high-paying triple zero salary uh, to go to match the hard work you're putting in. That's the goal, right? Um, I appreciate you so much. I uh, love you guys. Love you too, brother. Uh, thanks Listen, for having enjoy, me on and again. Be safe, and we'll get you back on here when you get some more free time for sure. Absolutely. Right, appreciate it. Later, fellas. You got it, brother. Yeah. All righty. Um, so, yeah, please continue your point, uh, Dutch. Yeah. So, for me personally, um, I would probably agree. Like, And, and much to my, what Mag was saying before, like, he's, he's the design director, granted. He's got an opinion. He thinks the game's going to release this year, but that decision's not up to him. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. The the day. Like he's yeah, he's a design director, but that decision is well above his pay grade. Uh, <laughs> if that game, if they feel that game isn't ready to ship, or if they think logistically that's not the right time to release it, they will not release that game. And personally, sounding by and Corey at the end of the day is still the head of that studio. Like it yeah, all he's of, just not the director of this kind of game. Yeah, he's just yeah. If, if he is coming out and saying we're not ready, we're not even ready to show you anything yet. When we are ready to show you something, we'll show you something. Mm-hmm. That to me alludes that that game needs a bit more time. Um, do I want them to end up trying to rush that thing out? Current, no. current the last few. No, do I? A hell no. Because then I'll end up with another Horizon Forbidden West. That is absolutely um, You literally pulled the words out of my mouth. That's and, correct. And, and it's not to say, and again, this is another thing, like you can love something and still criticize it. And Horizon's a beautiful world. It's got great characters. It's got awesome combat, but it has problems. It has buggy problems. Um, it's got a lot of LOD pop in. It's got a lot of technical issues and performance issues that need ironed out. And what I don't want is for another huge title like God of War, to release and have technical and performance issues um, and even graphical performance issues um, that will spoil that that particular launch for the game um, and spoil the performance of it as well going forward because there's nothing there's nothing like developers working so hard to craft craft this story and this product that they want you to enjoy and then it comes out and it's swallowed up because another game's dominating it or uh, or dominating the news article, or you're in the, the press for the wrong reasons because there's issues with it when it launches, and you don't want either of those things. So 
it's it's a juggling game from from hierarchy and i think they're going to look at it and probably look at some of the other games that have released um this year and say right let's not rush it like we'll release it when it when when it's time to release it as opposed to just trying to shove it down throats to meet the holiday season um if sony want to do the smart thing and realize listen you don't have to release it in December to catch a holiday season. You can release it in January and people will have money from the holiday season that they want to spend. That will be burning a hole in their pockets, specifically kids and things like that, or, or kids with Christmas money or vouchers, or you know how it goes. Um, and they just want to go out and buy a new game and, and God of War will be there. And you think it's not going to work that way? It will. Um, if somebody really wants the game, they're going to buy it, regardless of when it comes out. You don't have to meet the holiday season for that to happen. Um, so... In my opinion, that game should um, be pushed till 2023 if it's not ready. I don't want them rushing it. I want that game to be the best it can possibly be when it releases, not be the best it can be uh, up until the point that they think, right, okay, let's release it. Um, be in top shape. Don't just say, oh, it's gone gold, it's good to go, and then release it, and then we've got then we've got LOD pop-ins and falling through the world and things like that. Yeah. Not just yep, me, yep, yep. obviously not just me. Asante had that. You've had issues. Obviously. I had a ton, dude. It was ridiculous. I, I I died 20 times in one location from missing a jump that I know wasn't my skills. Yeah. So it's it's not just it's not just us. And I've, I've noticed since the beginning of this generation, it's just a little bit more refinement than these things. I think trying to push things out just to get things out is just stop. There's no need to these days. If it's not ready, just delay it. I'd rather a working product that performs well and looks great than a product that looks great and performs like a bag of nails. Like, what's the point? Um, so, yeah, if it isn't ready, please delay it. If it is ready, great. Um, but don't rush it just for the sake of rushing it. Just That's all I'm going to say on, on that matter. I think, I think personally, it's... It, it should be early 23. I'm probably going to go with Mag on this one, probably tail end of January, beginning of February. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And, and, and Kay Asante, we've had this conversation multiple times. You have an, a pretty good theory regarding this. What, where, where do you fall on delay God of War versus you know games like Starfield? Again, it, it's a AAA uh, bomb from Sony. No one's yeah. suggesting that it can't hold its own. God of War is, 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 is uh, I think Husk actually said it, God of War is basically Sony's master chief. And I would uh, unbelievably agree with that. But at yep. the same time, this is, you know, this is a much different Sony. This isn't the same dominant Sony that we saw last gen that had no competitors at its heels. Yeah. This is different. And Starfield is a different game. It is a Bethesda game. It is a game that's been... Uh, talked up and a game that's been in uh, getting extra polish for over a year now because this was supposed to release of holiday of last year do you if you're if you if you are sony you know go up against hogwarts and uh, uh gotham knights and everything else that's coming out in the holiday season yeah i, I mean I, I hear what everybody's saying and and as far as whether it's coming out or not I don't know. I don't know. I, I initially thought it was very interesting. Like for a long time now, people have been saying that they don't think it's coming out. And I thought that was very surprising being as we've already, we've already uh, established that point. It's, it is, it is the, the, uh, what do you call it? The, 
the uh, Miles Morales of the franchise, right? It is more of the same, but new stories using the same assets. And I've never come across an instance where a game was delayed because more of the story didn't didn't get fleshed out. Usually, the delay tends to be, you know, uh, tr- uh, troubleshooting various bugs, this and that. And if it's of the same engine and of the same assets, then I would think bugs would not be that much of a concern since they, they, they're they well-versed in that world at that point. They've already built that world and they've already created their first outing in that world. So you wouldn't think that they'd need to... Uh, 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 quality assurance would be a fact, too much of a factor in the equation there. But that's neither here nor there. I, I'm... Uh, do I think that it'll come out now since since they have more people out there speaking about it? You know, I think they're trying. <laughs> you know, I, I think that, that that the decision hasn't been made yet. And then just they just haven't told the consumer. I think that 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 uh, animation director is really, you know, trying to hit that remark right before he came out and said what he said. I could have easily said, well, they know it's not coming out this year. They just haven't decided to tell you that yet, right? I could have said that. But now that you hear the, 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 the animator coming out and speaking the way they're speaking and the way they, they're, they're trying to, to dissuade concern, right, that tells me that if it gets delayed, it's a, it's a decision that hasn't gotten down to his level just yet, right? Uh, uh, as far as what Everborn was saying, as far as uh, how can we how can we – have faith in Starfield, but not in in uh, not in Ragnarok because they both haven't shown us anything. To be fair on that point, the reason why we can be fair, we can we can take stock in in, in uh, Starfield and not so much in the others, is because Bethesda has a track record of doing this stuff, where they don't show you no hide nor hair of the game until six months before release, and they bombard you with all of the various footage, right? Yes. So they've successfully done that before. So, you know, because people remember Fallout 4, right, they can, they can believe that they live in a world where a game is going to come out in six months and you haven't seen hide nor hair of it today because that's exactly what happened with Fallout 4. Whereas uh, when, when it came to, to Santa Monica, they don't usually operate that way. They usually come out, they bring the flutes out, they show you the whole deal. You know, they, they, they give you that full gameplay reveal with enough time to spare. So since they're not doing that, your, your instinct is going, hey, is something going wrong? What's, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Uh, do I believe that, that that automatically means they're not going to release it or it's not coming out this year? If it doesn't come out this year, I will honestly, I, I'm with the rest of the panel on this one. If it doesn't come out this year, I think it's a business strategic move rather than a technical one. I think it's... Oh, I, hey, yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it's a technical issue either. Yeah. I think yeah. it's more no. of a business move, uh, a, a business sense move. Which is surprising, right? Which is, like you like you were saying, Boom, this is not the same PlayStation we we, we know and love or know and loathe, depending on who you are, right? You know, for, for a long time, PlayStation has, has always been very confident in their moves, right? They don't need to be strategic. People move out the way for them. If this doesn't come out this year, it means they're finally recognizing that, hey, 
we might not be the, the only game in town. We're not the 10-foot gorilla anymore. We need to move for others. That's a very interesting place for them to be. I don't think I've seen them in this position in, in many, many years. Asante, let me just uh, uh, add something to that. You know, the pandemic changed the landscape, though, because there are a lot, for example, look at Hollywood. There are a lot of movies that have been completed for two years. Mm, they're just but sitting they're, on the shelves, yeah. yeah. But they're waiting sitting for the on opportunity. the shelves. They're waiting for their opportunity to get in there mm -hmm. because they don't want to go up against the, uh, the Doctor Stranges or the whatever, yep. right? Yep, yep, so yep. Of there's course. a lot that's changed right now, and, and what's happening is you're getting that sort of backlog of completed games or, or games that, are, that were in development before the pandemic are all coming out now yep. at, or at the tail end of 2022 and early 2023. And that's going to cause a problem. So now they're like, well, where the hell do we put this one now? Because it threw off everybody's schedule, right? And so, like, you are absolutely right on that part. Absolutely you know, like, right on that part. Top yeah. Gun's been done for since 2020. Yep. They're still yep. hanging on to it like an ace up their sleeve. I think that God of War is an ace up Sony's sleeve. They're going to they're gonna wait for when they can strike. Anyway. Yeah, and yep. Edward Lafferty in the chat says Gollum is scheduled for December uh, 2022 as well. Exactly, yeah. You, you have Love and Thunder literally around the corner, and somebody went, hey, aren't they supposed to release a trailer for that? And went, oh my god, put a trailer out there. You know? Yeah. Is, is Wakanda Forever still coming out this year? No. Exactly. No, no, <laughs> I don't no, think Wakanda so. It's not coming out. It, it got pushed till next year, 2023. Gollum yeah. yeah. will be one of those games that goes under the rug, unfortunately. It just is. Yeah. You like, know, they should put that in Game Pass. In that and, 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 uh, no... And no fault of their own. I don't think it's a character that anybody was that bothered about playing. Hey, right. uh, what what did I say about Tunic? I bet you most of the panelists on this on this uh, in this show have not given uh, given Tunic the full time it deserves because yeah. that's just the nature of the beast right now. It it is what it is, right? It. I still believe that is the game of the year contender that no one ever played, and it'll mm -hmm. come and it'll go because Elden Ring. Unfortunately for them, struck that that chord at that time. You know, yeah, you know. So, so to come back to the to the main topic at hand, boom. I do think they should be more strategic. I think about. I think. I think that that is good, right? I think that the idea that PlayStation always just releases when they release and they don't care about anybody else. I think that's that that is a, a sentiment that should change now, right? Because they're not the only game in town, and I do want to see them come and be competitive during Christmas. I do want to see them, just like I want to see Microsoft be competitive at the beginning of the year, right? I want to see Sony competitive at Christmas. I want to be able to 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 be in a world where where we have a we have a uh, a Starfield going head to head with the likes of Ragnarok because they feel the need to be competitive. I, I think you may see that though, okay? And and the only reason if for no oh sorry, if for no other reason than if Starfield is an Elden Ring level hit. Like imagine if Elden Ring was only on one console, what that would do mm. to the other console. They I mean I mean Sony Sony at some point had that feeling they they wanted to they wanted to buy that exclusivity that tells you that you know it even though none of us have seen any and hide nor hear of it Sony at least was confident enough in it to want to take it away from from Xbox so that tells you something about the right. game right but do you understand what that would do for mindshare if Starfield is in like I said an Elden Ring level hit 
and it and you can't get it on PlayStation, you need a, an absolute banger to say we are still playing ball over here, or it's gonna look like you're not doing anything. They don't have mm. that luxury this holiday, is what I'm saying. So yeah. I, I don't think they want to get out of the way of Starfield. I think they want to definitely have an absolute... something for for Starfield. I get exactly. you. I get you. Yeah. No. And 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 I think I, I personally think that those of us out here that are calling the balls and strikes and reading the tea leaves, this is good for us all, right? Ultimately, you may not. Uh, you, it, it may present you with a bit of fear in the short term because they're not using that historical information anymore, right? You can no longer look at Sony's historical uh, uh, back and forth and go, well, I know how they'll function because that's how they've always functioned. No, they're a different Sony now, right? They, they recognize that, yes, they are still the, the, the market leader, but their position is being seriously threatened, right? So at the end of the, at the, end of the day, it is now time for them to start making different moves. And if that means that we, the consumer, will start seeing, you know, games on uh, 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 during the holiday season from Sony, that's great. You know, I think that's great. And I'm hoping that that's what the strategic moves are here. And it's not the other thing, which is, you know, uh, they technically can't finish it this year or, or whatever reason. I really do still think it's very, very suspect that you have Corey Balrog come out speak so kindly and this and that and and you know it's it, it it would have been one other thing if he hadn't come out but he shows up says all the things he says there's a huge elephant in the room that he chooses not to mention only to have this dude go yeah it's still coming out the whole thing is suspect i think you know i it, i would agree with you right there and again listen we're all fans of god of war yeah, oh yeah, 100%. I want to play, play the game and have time for it, but I don't. If you said, "Hey, boom, what are you picking this this holiday?" It's going to be Starfield. That's that's the bottom line. It's not because I'm a bot, and not because I, you know, I, I it has to be, you know, I, you know, I have the Xbox Factor podcast because you have to cap for one or the other. No, I, I talk very highly about God of War for years, and I, I've had great conversations with Corey on Twitter. So I'm I'm a fan of his as well as his team. But I just think that at this point, if they were going to show this, 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 this is very similar to what happened when they delayed Horizon to this year. Remember how all the, the back and forth Horizons come in this holiday and it's going to be great and Aloy is going to steal the show. Oh, mm -hmm. listen, we want to give our team some more time. So we're very sorry, but we're le releasing next year. That's what's going to happen with this. Uh, and Mag had to bounce out of here because obviously he had to take a call. But listen, folks. That's your show. We're at the two-hour mark. Hopefully, you enjoyed the conversation. Uh, again, um, if you are new to the channel, I ask that you please consider subscribing um, for live shows. Tomorrow, we have, speaking of Starfield, an outstanding uh, show for you on the Xbox Factor podcast, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we have Skullzy from Skullzy TV, who just dropped a megaton uh, uh, video regarding the potential MMO for Starfield that is coming next, potentially next year or the year after. And uh, his video did back it up and coming off of the success of, of uh, Fallout 76, not in its inception. It wasn't a good game when it first released, but it's a great game now. Uh, they might want to bring that same multiplayer energy to, um, to Starfield and why not? And we're also going to be talking about, uh, 
Does Xbox need its own kart racer? The answer is yes, they do. And after spending this entire weekend hanging out with my incredible nephew, Tyler, and playing all of the Sega, uh, the Sonic racing games, yeah, I, I think it's time. I think it's time. They have too many IPs, too many developers, and way too many characters not to have their own uh, racer, but we'll get or into that tomorrow. But let's get... and just use Sonic as their kart racer. I'm just you, they very well could do that, but then of Crash course, Team racing would... with Activision's already there. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, e- e- that's, that's right. Either or, or, or that's right. So, that's so either or would be good. But let, let, let's get to the outros. And obviously, Husk was here. He had to bounce out early. Crispy Bomb will, uh, who has joined the panel, you knew about that last week. We'll be back next week uh, to you know to reprise his role with, as the best voice in the business. Uh, but uh, let's get everyone out of here. We'll start first with the Wandering Dutch. Dutch, tell everyone where they can not only check out your incredible channel, you check out your show on Wednesday, but more importantly, let, let's funnel the people over who missed this year's three-hour epic Indie Showcase 2022. It was amazing. Well done. Probably the best work I think you've ever done. Uh, you must have put a significant amount of hours. I would dare say 40, 50, 60, 70 hours to make it look that good. And I want more people to check it out. Talk about hey, it. Can bro. I just say one more thing about that? Your sure. Indie Showcase was better than the whole, the whole Twitch Indie Showcase. Yeah, it, it, I, I actually wrote, I actually added billion dollars you should company. hire this man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and did anybody catch the fact that we had the last night or is it the first or the last night? I thought it was the last night. We had it like footage that hasn't even been seen on the Microsoft stage. That was pretty awesome, bro. That was absolutely. I had to rewind that and go. The, uh, the, the last night is one of my most anticipated games, especially because I'm a huge flashback fan. Dude, yeah, I, I, I had to take a. I had to take a, a double, double, double check of that one. I had to watch that one again. That's pretty amazing, bro. That's a fantastic. <laughs> you know, definitely, absolutely, absolutely. It took it's a lot of, a lot of work to dig out some because I, I managed to find some some a lot of pre-alpha gameplay stuff that is very difficult to find for some of these games and and the last night uh, they managed to get a hold of some pre-alpha gameplay to, to put on the show as well. So if you want to see a little bit more of the last night, of course, a game that's been very elusive um, over the last couple of years, um, we do have the last night pre-alpha gameplay footage on the indie showcase as well. So. Um, that was absolutely awesome. Of course, we had the world premiere um, of of new gameplay for Stormright, which is coming to Xbox later this year. Um, another idea at Xbox game, um, a massive um, open world RPG that is very reminiscent of Skyrim, um, but has uh, a, lot, a lot more mechanics going on um, than Skyrim did, and, and the the enthusiasm behind some of these developers is is phenomenal. Um, but over one hundred games, twelve awesome creators, including Mister. Kiersan in Mr. Boomstick XL. Uh, Aaron Greenberg, of course, came to uh, to kickstart the show with myself um, and obviously uh, dropped an awesome message for the community there. Um, and so many more, including Cognito and, and Ains from Season Gaming and Pongs and, and Steel. Um, absolutely uh, unbelievable turnout. Um, and of course, even though we had a couple of issues, we'll, we'll not talk about them. Um, Still a phenomenal, a phenomenal turnout all around. Um, hundreds of people turned up in chat, um, thousands of chat messages all the way through with loads of enthusiastic people. Um, again, surprising a few people with some gameplay they'd never seen, even though they were looking forward to seeing games that they'd, they'd seen on the show. Um, 
uh, and a lot of a lot of awesome little surprises throughout and giveaways and things like that. So it's up for everybody to view um, now. It did. It was the best part of about 50, 60 hours worth of editing, um, not including sourcing all the videos and sourcing all the materials and things like that. That's a separate thing altogether. Um, it is up there now, so everybody can go and watch it. Take it in sections if you need to, because it is a three and a half hour epic. Um, <laughs> it is fantastic, dude. <laughs> Um, but yes, we will be back uh, bigger and better, of, of course, next year. Um, we've had a few people already reach out that are, are keen to get involved. Um, they've seen seen the show and, and want to kind of get involved with it going forwards and, and offer their help um, on several sides. So I, I suspect next year we might have a, quite a, a few more developer inputs and and first looks and things like that. So, hey, hey, hey Dutch, uh, yeah. if if things go according to the plan, maybe we can premiere the Everborn game. Oh, yes. Next year. Yes. Let's do that. Let's do it. Exclusive like it. world wow. premiere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Listen, they, they should hire you and get rid of Twitch because that Twitch show was egregious and your show was awesome. So if anyone's watching from Microsoft, Please hire this man uh, because, yeah, he did it right. He and he did it with uh, class and integrity, and uh, he didn't. He, he there, there, there was only there was only meat, no bone. It literally was uh, start to finish, gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. Just it was, it was just it was massive. So big congratulations to you, Dutch, and the entire crew that helped you put that together. Uh, well, it's okay, Asante, brother. L- l- you know, you were out this week, you didn't have your show, you were very devastated by it, but real life like that happens. But you're looking to get back at it. Uh, obviously, the Gaming Circle podcast. Talk about that. Where can people reach out to you on social media and more importantly, help you hit that 1k that you are striving for in 2022? Yeah, it seems that the Gaming Circle podcast. Uh oh. He's out. Okay, well, uh, until we get him back, the Gaming Circle podcast every Saturday. We didn't have it this past Saturday because uh, it was my fault. I was sick, and that was for not Well, it was a combination. Can you guys not hear me? Now now we can hear you. Oh, there we go. There we go. I'm so sorry. What happened? And, of course, you know, they're trying to stop me. I apologize. No. No, yeah, yeah. We need Elon to buy YouTube. We need Elon to buy YouTube. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. No, no, I, I appreciate it. This week, you know, we, we, we life happened, but with my with my co-host, with myself, we we were just trying to trying too hard to make it happen, and it wasn't it wasn't capable of happening. But you know, we we appreciated that the, the Dutch Dutch was able to you know keep the keep the community entertained. You know, let me lend my voice into adding more kudos to to his plate because man, that show was amazing. And I saw myself in there. I was like, oh, yeah, I did that, didn't I? Yeah, that, 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 that did do that. <laughs> no, but it was really, really awesome. Uh, if I can give my feedback, which probably you, you already have, you know, now I need to go back in there with a long list and just go, okay, this game, that game, this game, that game. Because all these games, got to get on my, on my radar. There's a whole bunch of them, too. So I was excited that, that yeah, I, I was very, very honored that you, you, you allowed me to add some some to the list too. So thank you, thank you. This is it was really, really awesome opportunity. But yes, the Gaming Circle podcast usually Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Didn't happen last weekend because of life, but we're gonna be we're gonna be changing that up sooner sooner rather than later. I'm, I'm gonna be back to my 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 weekly grind. It's it's slowly but surely getting to a point where I can I can put my my machines back to work and 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 start having another great show for you guys. So. Expect to see and or hear more about it 
on the on the the, the Twitter as it comes uh, comes to fruition. TKO Asante on Xbox, PlayStation, Twitter, all the places you want to find me. And of course, uh, you know, we always appreciate you guys being here and continuing to support us. So, you know, until next week, we'll be we'll be here again for you guys. I, I really appreciate being on the show as I always am. And uh, thank you guys. It's you great. got it, brother. And last and no way least, Everborn, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check out the Everborn saga. Go to Amazon.com if they want it free shipping internationally. And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? The answer to all those questions is Everborn Saga. You wanna <laughs> you wanna get you wanna get the books, go to Everbornsaga.com. You wanna get to me on Twitter, uh, Everborn Saga. You like looking at pictures on Instagram of the artwork before it gets uh, printed in the books. Uh, also, Everborn Saga on Instagram. You wanna play some Halo, which I probably won't play with you, but um, I'm on Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, uh, Oculus, you name it, uh, at Everborn Saga. So check out all those places. Um, And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I have to – oh, by the way, if you supported the Kickstarter and you filled out your survey, your uh, rewards have been shipped, and uh, everyone, if they haven't received it now, it is on the way with USPS. Uh, Just – uh, FYI. So if you did support and you did not fill out the survey, I don't know where to ship your stuff to. So fill out those surveys, but every from the Kickstarter, everyone ha- uh, every reward has been shipped. Good. Excellent, brother. Thank you so much for the information. Obviously, we can't wait for the next uh, new information regarding what's happening Soon. with the Everborn Saga. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, that's your show. I want to say a big thank you to, of course, everyone that tuned in. Uh, a big shout out to all the super chats that jumped that drop that dropped today. We definitely appreciate it. Like I've said in many podcasts before, those do power the giveaways that Mrs. Boomstick and I do, and we unbelievably appreciate it. And of course, I'm going to close out the show. That is something that is important to me, folks. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me when we were kids. And he said, "Son, treat others." How you want to be treated and also doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends.